0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon Rewatch experience. I'm Sloan.
1: I'm Scrafty.
0: And I'm Tom. And today we are bringing you a special bonus episode of a movie we quite literally just watched as
2: a group. This was my first time watching it. Oh, my uh, 50th
1: time watching it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it a good number of times. Sloan, you're the newcomer here.
0: I'm the newcomer. We watched Mamoru Hosodo's Summer Wars and decided to do Mm. a special bonus episode on it before we get into all of our Tamer stuff.
1: Dare I say, his magnum opus.
0: I don't don't know. Our war game's pretty good. I I understand,
1: (laughs) Sloan. I understand you, but you're wrong.
0: Summer Wars (laughs) doesn't have Ska. Neither
2: neither does our war game. Neither does our war game. Digimon the movie has Scar. <laughs> these these are two okay, very different
0: well, things. <laughs> okay, I can't even make my other joke argument because that's also from Digimon the movie. I was going to say some wars does not have two Mimi from Joe. So
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have that. It has a it has a worse love story, but you know, it's yeah. We'll get to that. no. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's inoffensive, mostly. Um, but yeah no this is um, so I guess we should give some context for like what this film is in light of before we get to it and I think it's really relevant to like cover it cover this film now not just because we've got a break here where we're moving from one series to another but also because this um, especially we covered Revenge of Diabolim on you know recently and before that we covered our war game of course and this this feels like Whereas *Revenge of the Boarman* is like the canonical, like sequel to *Our War Game*, this is the spiritual one, and like it, it, in a lot of senses, it's kind of like a remake of that yeah. original uh, OVA.
1: This feels like Hostoto with the shackles off. Like this is everything he wanted to do with the, the with *Our War Game*, but didn't have the scope, the budget, or the permission to do.
2: And... I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it kind of it kind of almost feels like more. I, I don't know if this is him being like restrained in some way. Like, yeah, okay, the Digimon format does mean yeah, certain things, but I feel like he was man. he was having fun. Yeah, he was he was having fun with the like, okay, well, let's let's tell a cool story that's not been told before using this like franchise as such, and he did that. And then I, I, this feels like he saw that and thought, okay, we had something cool there. Let's let's go banana towns with it you know let's go let's go all out with it and and uh yeah it it definitely really is um but it's also its own thing as well i feel like it's important to state that like this isn't just a complete do-over yeah that's the one thing i was really thinking is that like
0: it's not just like our war game but expanded like it is really like its own all-encompassing thing like when i i've heard so much like oh like this is just like the the big the big version of our war game. I was like expecting something very different and what we got and what I saw for the first time, it was so much more different than I expected, but I think that's like for the best and that it really, it really mixes up and deviates from it. Like obviously not just because there's no Digimon, but like the story is very different, I would say. And I think that is in, that is in its best interest and it it, it benefits greatly from,
2: from the story that they tell i think i think the problem with the uh, not the problem sorry i feel i feel like the reason why there's so many uh, why m- maybe the parallels are over exaggerated between this and our war game is because of the ending and like the ending is is where things get to like a fever pitch in terms of how much it resembles the original uh you know first draft in our war game um and before that this still operates in the same notion of having two basically like two stages where the story is told you have the uh you have the more domestic style like real world scenario and then you have the online you know virtual reality environment um which in this is uh you know those you know, those two com- uh not conflicting but like two side by side stages are even more pronounced than they were before like in our war game you have Izzy and Tai sat around a bunch of computers for the most part, and the digital world is obviously like a parallel for the internet where Agumon and Gabumon go to fight. Um, and then similarly in this, however, you have a idyllic, you know, traditional Japanese um rural, you know, family home. Um and then the online world of Oz, which is even more sort of like fantastical and like it's kind of like a trippy version of like Second Life and Facebook combined. Um, it's it's really something. It's, so, yeah. It, it, it's a, what it's, a, it really it's, reminded the, me of. Two things play off each other well.
0: Sorry. Go on. Sam. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, it really reminded me of, and obviously this came out much later, but it reminded me of Eden from the Cyber Sleuth games. Like I could, you could <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah. that there was probably a very clear inspiration of what they pulled from Eden into from. Uh, from Oz into Eden for that whole like backdrop and everything.
1: Yeah. I should probably preface this discussion by saying if you if you haven't seen Summer Wars, go watch it. We're going to be talking about it in detail and spoiling some stuff. And this movie actually does have some pretty darn good twists in it.
0: Yeah, I was Yeah. More than I expected.
1: So yeah, go go watch it. If you if you haven't experienced it, I am begging you, it is not hard to find uh legally. Like thankfully they've done a good job of preserving this one. So go go support it, go give Mamoru Hosoda your money. Um, It is one of my top ten favorite films of all time, so you will will not regret seeing this. If my recommendation means anything to you, please go watch this movie. Um, Go into it as fresh (laughs) as you can before we start spoiling it for you, because you deserve to see this with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective for, you know, we go into what makes it so magical.
2: Yeah. yeah, so I feel like at this point probably good to just give a general rundown of like uh, like a, a general synopsis. Like, try and spoil- keep this you know relatively spoiler free for the most part, and then as we go through, we'll we'll maybe delve deeper into that, just so we give people a chance to like bounce out if you know they're a fan of the podcast. But obviously, this is new territory. You know, they, they they're like Digimon, but I haven't seen this. I, again, I would completely echo uh, Scrafty's sentiments here. Go watch this. Uh, I've got the Blu-ray. It looks fantastic uh but you know however whatever means you prefer to use um just go ahead and do this
1: yeah and it, it goes without saying we're not going to be talking about dub sub differences in this episode because the dub friggin' slaps like it's so good <laughs>
2: it, it yeah just... also i don't think there's any like localization per se here it's just a dub it's a standard anime dub i mean over c- the, considering the, the
0: climax of video. the
2: movie like
0: you can't have like sub dub differences nearly as much <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess just I know. It just it works really well. Um like the, the localization team for this movie did a good job of um almost the entire script is rewritten. Like it's it's nowhere near a direct translation, but the, the dialogue choices they like give the characters and the dub makes them feel so much more alive and textured compared to if it was just a literal translation because you can't you know, you can't faithfully translate uh Japanese idios- uh speech idiosyncrasies um like accurately because they're so unique to the language and the format and the structure of the language so the choices they make in localize of this movie were so smart and i think that they deserve props for that it, 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 even if you don't like dubs usually give this one a shot like it's super good
2: yeah yeah i i agree with that yeah so i'll give you a, so i'll give, I'll give a, just a brief rundown so of, of what this is what the story is here so this is um okay. a story of kenji who is a uh, high school student in japan of course And he is basically roped into this scheme by one of his classmates, a girl called Natsuki, who he's obviously got a crush on. Kenji's a bit of a shy kid. You know, he's really good at maths and computers and all that, but he's not so great at, you know, everything else. (laughs) So he kind of gets roped (laughs) into the scheme where Natsuki needs someone to come with her to her home in the countryside. Turns out she basically promised her granny that she'd bring home a boyfriend. And in this case, she basically tricks Kenji into playing that role for her. Just so she can appease her granny, at least for the duration of this trip. So they make their way back to the uh, Natsuki's ancestral family home. She's part of a huge family which goes back to like you know feudal Japan times, and they, you know, everyone from all over the country is coming in to celebrate Granny's birthday. She's ninety years old. So they kind of get roped into this. While this is all going on, there is basically a cyber attack into this basically big online network called oz which is basically like an internet spanning network of yeah, systems it's, and controls. it's a sort of, uh,
1: grim prediction of the internet of things where every single <laughs> like yes. every single bus- facet of life like business uh commerce um social media interpersonal relations even government stuff is is online and all, all access to the same platform
2: absolutely like, emergency services and everything and, and then also like you know the entire thing is also virtual fighter as well so it's a uh, it's a big old um, mess of different systems, and it gets hacked into, and basically the blame is put on Kenji. Turns out, you know, he's got to then work with his colleague, who's still back at school, and one of the kids from Natsuki's family, who it happens to be a like the number one like esports guy in the Oz world, um, <laughs> to basically like Mr. Uh, defeat himself. this AI. Yes, Mister Esports himself. The uh, this AI called Love Machine. Which has been unleashed upon Oz. Fantastic this series, game.
1: I I love the name Love Machine for a villain.
2: It's super memorable. Yeah, I, I I love that a lot. And he he is a foreboding presence throughout the whole thing, despite not actually being like a character per se. He is he is a he's a he is the monster essentially. He is the he is the you know antagonist, but also not really. If that makes sense, like he is more of just a, like a a
1: threat. It's like a force the, of nature, gone. kind of.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 you know he's I don't know, basically eating up accounts. Like they represent that visually, like in a very literal sense of him just gobbling up accounts in kind of a terrifying way, to be honest. And yeah, and he's basically threatening to like, you know, take over all the systems. You know, drop nuclear bombs on stuff because he's getting some opposition from the likes of Kenji and that who are trying to take back Oz. There's a whole mess of things going on here, and, and like just in that sort of brief overview of like like synopsis of what's going on here. That ignores the fact that this family has, like, about so many different branches to it and so many different people coming together to celebrate Natsuki's granny's life. It's, it's so, like, rich in terms of the character here and the fact that they have about 30 different family members <laughs> or whatever on screen from, like, young kids to, you know, elderly folk and then granny at the top of it all and then also they're, like, interplay with each other and kenji and natsuki and you know their sort of familiarity with oz and so on like one of the more memorable characters is someone who just spends most of the game uh, most of the game most of the film just watching a like baseball match (laughs) essentially so but it's just like they do really a really good job of giving all these ostensibly minor characters these like big personalities and it really makes it feel like a rich diverse family which is yeah which is crazy. Like it's all sort of ancillary to the plot to an extent, but it also it's completely the whole point of like, you know, everyone coming together under one roof, you know, to have each other's backs and so on. There's, there's a lot of like so strong are, family themes in this, and yeah. Are the two yeah. of you familiar ahead, with
1: like the, the the term applicability or applicability?
2: Um, in what way? I, go ahead. Yeah, like I'm in terms sure. when it
1: comes Wait. to like media and and film. Uh
2: huh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Applica- applicability.
1: Yeah it's no, basically it's the, it's, the, it's the notion that characters and concepts that were intended to, intended to be interpreted one way can be interpreted uh multiple different ways by multiple different people and I feel like the way the family was portrayed in this movie has a lot of ap- applicability in that like like none of us are, like are that are recording this podcast and likely none of the people listening to this are you know from a an old Japanese family with like four different uh branches that have huge you know thirty five person family get togethers to celebrate their matriarch's birthdays. But you feel like you know people like these characters. Like, I think anyone who's been to a family gathering or some kind of, like, extended family event knows people like almost every person in this family. And yeah. I think that's, that's really cool. They're written in such a relatable way that even though I personally do not know a Kenpo-fighting, squid-fishing grandfather, that character <laughs> is... I see traits of him in people I know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, Definitely. It's, it's like... There's not there's no, like, majorly, like, um, you know... Odd, oddball, like archetypes in here, but like, yeah, they they are fairly well defined both through the like the fantastic dub treatment here, and the um and uh, and naturally the strength of the original writing from whence that dub actually comes, you know, um and like Scruffy says, apparently it was rewritten a lot, which I didn't know, but you know, you've got to work with something to begin with, and 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 there's no doubt that the original script here is strong. Not to mention that they're all animated very expressively and so on, so that really helps. But here, yeah, so you've got like characters like yeah the the more sort of like elderly um, sort of father figure who kind of gets a bit too drunk at, that at the at the family party. <laughs> uh, you've got the like um, sort of the mum being dragged like four different ways by her kids. You've got the other mum who's like way more just chillax and usually has a glass of wine in her hand. Uh, you've got the cop. Uh, you've got the <laughs> um, you've got the lonely shooting kid who's just playing video games by himself. Like and you've got the bright kids, of course. So like, yeah, there's a lot of you know it's funny because it almost feels like they over um they kind of they kind of overshadow the um like Natsuke's character to an extent. But uh it's yeah, it it almost feels like she as soon as they arrive at the house and then like you quickly get introduced to everyone, it almost feels like she stops being a proper character and kind of suffers for not being as well defined as she could be but also i kind of feel like she's maybe meant to just be defined as um kind of an idiot she's CD kind of G- every <laughs> woman in a way <laughs> it's 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 uh it's the one part of the film that i feel like that ki- that the approach to like defining and characterizing the family as richly as they do maybe has some like unintended yeah. side effects but other than that i feel like it's 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 really uh yeah personable and relatable and
1: yeah, I feel like this is the kind of movie that makes people who, who, if you're the kind of person who views movies as, like, logic puzzles, like, oh, well, why didn't they just do this, and this is not the movie for you? Because people in this movie act like human beings who make mistakes and have, like, weaknesses and, and flaws, and, sure. like, the kind of people yeah. who go, well, why didn't Star-Lord just not hit Thanos in, in, in Infinity War, would hate this movie so much, because there's so many times... <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean to be fair we all had that
2: question and we all wondered why he was such an idiot
0: That's <laughs> yeah, but so the,
2: a, he's just an idiot there's a moment in this film we should talk about this, so there's a moment in this film where like, you have one character the aforementioned cop who um, takes away a bunch of ice that they're using to cool off a supercomputer that they're using to fight back against Love Machine they, he basically takes the ice and puts it next to uh, their, brings it to their, their granny because he wants to like It's a hot summer's day, and it's basically his way of like trying to respect, you know, show some respect or whatever. Um, But it's all obviously it makes them like lose and like messes up their plan to defeat Love Machine because the computer overheats and you know there's a shitload of processing errors. But it's kind of like I get it; it's frustrating, but I get it. Whereas like the Star example from Avengers is just stupid. (laughs) So (laughs) I I like that this film like. the I think is a good thing of be... ha-
1: highlighting like, the, 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 the thesis of the film as well, right? Because the, the movie is about communication and about, you know, banding together and putting aside your differences to accomplish a greater good, and sure. that is a turning point at which they realized that it was the lack of communication that screwed them over, because they hadn't told him that this ice is important is here for a reason. So, yeah. that's the point at which, from that point on in the movie, everyone bands together and like push. you know, they, they actually work as a unit instead of being pulled in th- 300 different directions trying to accomplish 300 different things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. 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 So, but even if, even if that's not explicitly like what they were going for there, then that it's still understandable just because it's quickly made clear, like, in terms of the hierarchy of these characters, that like Granny is number one in this family and like everyone, and you know, she uses that to her advantage to like basically call in a bunch of favors from like all over the country from people, you know, who are well on or, you know, have close ties to the family, or, or indeed family members themselves, like that, that's one, but like, all the other characters respect her to a degree or fear her, or no, I, actually I wouldn't say they fear her, <laughs> they, they all respect and love her, like and, and that comes across in all these different ways, from like, you know the mothers who want to get everything right, for like the big, you know um, the big birthday meal they're putting together, so like, the, the cop who's trying to just keep keep her cool to the guy who builds a like uh, an internet ravaging, uh, semi sensitive AI <laughs> to sell to the U.S. government to try and make some money <laughs> for her, for to, to make her to make her you proud. Know, there, there's all sorts. Yeah, to the girl who like tricks uh, uh tricks some lad to like coming with her across the <laughs> to the other part the other side of the country to pretend to be her for fiance. a fake dating like, AU. You know, yeah, <laughs> yes, let's put it yes. Um,
0: all it was missing is, and there was only one bed, and then
2: it would have just been complete. <laughs> well, they kind of almost said that at one point, and then they like never really like ad- address it again. And then it's just like, oh yeah. Yeah, like, they I joked about it, it so but simple. then it was of like, course, and I was course, like, but yes. where's my, and there was only one bed moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, before, I before like... we get...
2: Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, before we get like, too deep into the story discussion, there's one thing that's like, it's... This is a tangential point, but it's something I want to vent my frustrations about a bit. It's not related to like the movie itself, but rather this movie's treatment, I guess.
0: Okay. Uh so, by who,
2: sorry.
1: Or, um like... just by the, the by the by the Western film industry in general. Because Okay. This movie came out in Japan in 2009. It took more than a year to get to North America because people in North America did not believe in it. And what I mean by that is, this movie was it was distributed in North America by Warner Brothers, but only at, 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 after a second round deal they did. The first time Warner Brothers saw this movie, they declined it. They turned it down. They refused to distribute it, and they had a really hard time finding a distributor who did want to like to produce it in the West. So, it kind of floated in limbo. Is this this movie you could only see if you, you know, lived in Japan or could read subtitles for for a year? Um, until it finally, you know, WB finally kind of shrugged and said, okay, I guess we can, I guess we can do a dub for it and, and published it in, uh, I keep saying published, distributed it in the, in North America and English speaking countries. Uh, and then it got screwed again because this movie is fantastic. This movie deserves all the praise in the world. Um, and I know that, you know, award shows don't mean anything, but they do tangibly make a difference in what films retain cultural relevance in in English-speaking countries especially. And this movie got denied the chance to be nominated for major awards because it was a slow year for animation. So normally when the Academy Awards do nominations, they they, they give five um, nominees for the Best Animated Feature uh, category. However, in 2010, when this movie came out in North America, there were fewer than um, 16 animated films submitted to the category. And as a result they only did three nominees instead of five and Summer Wars got screwed over by that because of course the, the three are always going to be one slot for Disney, one slot for Pixar, one slot for DreamWorks. So it it upsets me, like it makes me it makes me a little bit uh, angry that this movie, it could be a, so much more of a cultural touchstone in, in North America, or at least be like more talked about if, you know it wasn't dismissed out of hand for being too weird or too Japanese by um distributors and, and um production companies in, in north america like
2: sure yeah I, I, it, I feel like have, it's probably, it can't be overstated that this film is like i i don't think it's i don't think it is in the sense like it's incomprehensible or whatever to a western audience because it really isn't and the themes it's playing with are like universal but like in terms of on the surface you know the, the climax of this film is based around Hannafuda, like there are times when I feel like those sorts of concerns are like over, um, over exaggerated, because like I'm thinking of like for example the Great Ace Eternity games, which are finally getting localized, were kept from us for so long because there was like concerns over the feudal nature of the like the game setting and so on, putting people off. And this is the same reason we haven't got the Yakuza games that are like you know based in Samurai times or whatever. So that's the kind of thing where I feel like that's over-egged, because once you look past that surface level stuff, it's kind of not a thing. But this is like, okay, I don't know. There's like something that is intrinsically like, if you were to make a Western version of this, it would be entirely different. Like yeah, it, absolutely. Because you, you just don't get the same sort of like, the sort of heritage involved and so on in this. You'd have to replace it with like, I don't know, like a massive Irish family or something. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what you possibly, I'm thinking of my family when I say that, by the way, that's uh, that, that, who are quite large <laughs> on my mother's side, which is Irish. But not as large as this, even like the family depicted in here. And it's not like I'm saying like a large. Everyone in Japan is huge families because that's just not true. But in terms of like how far back they can go with that kind of heritage and the notions of like res- you know <sighs> respect and stuff like that, it's it's maybe just not a concept <laughs> that can translate as easily to the West. To the point where you'd basically be making another iteration of the R. War game formula, where you have you know online shenanigans going on and then like domestic drama happening on the side so like that's fine but like you i I can sort of see where they might have come from with this that said the film's bloody fantastic regardless and like i don't even watch that much anime to be honest um but i adore this film to pieces and it's not just because of the connections yeah not just because as a connection either
1: and I this is entirely anecdotal, so like obviously I don't have any studies or whatever to back this up, but I feel like this is a really good gateway film to anime as well. Sure, because <laughs> yeah, um, basically like my, my 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 family like they don't know like jack about anime, like they're they're not even casual viewers, like even most of the Ghibli stuff they hadn't seen until you know I I showed it to them. Right. Um, but uh, a couple years ago, I, I showed my. My younger brothers and my parents. This movie, and they all loved it. And the very next night, my brother, like on his own, like on his own, looked up Akira and watched that, and then looked up a bunch of <laughs> um, Satoshi Kon films, and looked those up. Like it got him into you know Japanese animation um, in cinema, and like that, I think that's pretty fantastic. Like, this, this guy who had basically no prior exposure to to this kind of filmmaking, um, this film got him interested enough in the 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 art and the subgenre that he was willing to go. On his own and look at that stuff on, by himself, just by having no prior interest.
2: It's funny right. that you mentioned those films because, like, uh, like Satoshi Kon films and like Akira and stuff like that. I feel like like those two in themselves aren't that similar to one another. Obviously, it's a bit apples and oranges. But like compared to Summer Wars, like Summer Wars is way more of like a crowd pleaser. So it's kind of funny yeah. to see you say that. Like, <laughs> but that's cool though. It's still cool. It's just it's just amusing. Uh, this film in comparison to those, like, I would maybe <laughs> compare this to like. <sighs> I don't know like maybe i guess all the hasoda films but like your name i think is probably a similar in a similar vein to this film i would say even though i think your name's just okay to be honest um i yeah like i feel like this is a very pop film if that makes sense and um yeah it's it's just cool I'm Like I, this I, I like that this is this is technically a sci-fi film but it also really isn't because it like detaches those elements of it of it far enough away from the like the emotional threads of the film um to a point where like yeah like someone who maybe doesn't go for sci-fi or doesn't go for anime stuff normally would would appreciate this film because it's very clear this is the internet stuff uh, you know this is the internet like sci-fi you know digital monsters stuff because essentially they are digital more or less and, <laughs> and then and then you have the real the quote-unquote real world side and it does make a point of saying that these two affect each other both from like you know what happens to granny and then also what uh happens at the end you know um but like it's detached enough that you know you can you can kind of get with it so i can I can, you know, it, it does boggle the mind that someone would watch this and go, eh, you know, this can't really, this this is too out there or weird or whatever. Like, the only thing I would maybe say is off-putting is both the, like, overlong intro, which I feel like is just, I don't like the intro at all. Like, I f- I feel like the intro where they're explaining all the nature of Oz and so on is some of the most, like, heavy-handed type of,
1: uh, exposition that i just contact. it feels like it feels like a second um like a second uh rewrite or something like they they finished the movie and they showed it to test audiences and someone was like well, i don't get it like what's how does this work so they were like oh, and i had to do that intro <laughs> sequence because yeah, yeah, it this. just feels so disconnected from the rest of the world
2: yeah like understanding what oz is at least to an extent because ultimately it's you know it's kind of left not not vague, but, like, you know, the, the intricacies of it aren't explored, and that's full of that, in my opinion. But, like, yeah, needing to know generally what it does and the scope of it is, you know, required. But I feel like they could have done it much more elegantly. And indeed, I think, like, the the opening um, the, like, uh, the opening credits, the opening title sequence, um, where the, you, it cuts between, like, Kenji's trip to Natsuke's home and, like, the mainly King Chasma scenes, where you have the, like, champion Esports guys, avatar beating the shit out of people in in uh, in Oz. Um, <laughs> I feel like that would have been maybe a better way to like get that stuff out of the way. Like, but I don't know. Like, I I just find that scene really overbearing. So, that's it a, feels that's a bad like something. T- first impression, I feel. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Actually, actually, slowly, Let me ask you. Like, because you've seen this for the first time now, what did you make of the opening here? Like, how quickly you were able to get into, you know. Obviously, I mean, obvi- obviously. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. It's much easier to to get acclimated to like odds and everything, but I think a big part of it is the landscape between 2009 and 2021 are so vast in terms of like technology that, like, in a way, I could almost maybe understand like why, like. That would like why you might need such a heavy-handed explanation of like this is Oz and this is all that it does and etc 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 because like well like two thousand nine was like when like smartphones were like first like really coming on the scene type of thing like like it is heavy-handed don't get me wrong but I think it is also pretty heavy-handed from the experience of someone who is so well versed in technology where it's like okay like 2009 like the internet of things wasn't as much a thing really so it's like okay like i can get why like some explanation might be necessary but i i I do get your point in that it it is a lot to sort of just immediately drop on and like start to explain before you actually even get a look at like anything else really
2: yeah so that's my kind of like point a in terms of like i think i think it leaves a, a an initial like bad impression just for how like um I don't know, yeah just just how like expository it is but it quickly is not that for the rest of the film um and, and then there's also some stuff especially early on where you get some of the and I, and I sort of don't I'm not sure what better phrase to use but you get some of the like isms <laughs> creeping in you know with things like um oh, it's 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 friggin uh, like the bath time scene or whatever and like you know Natsuke crushing on her uncle or whatever and, and her uncle like being like hey you can't have a boyfriend I haven't approved of it and like the weird
1: yeah you know, which I don't think okay. that's so much anime I think that's just like that's just tropes like those aren't I think I think, the, I, think
0: the, I think the bathroom one is more because... I mean that that's
1: that one that one maybe but the, the other the other two like I don't know I've seen that in the in western media like quite a bit as well I think that's just yeah. like a Totally. A, a common thing, unfortunately, that exists in real life quite a bit.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. like, even something like, uh, like, like, uh, Studio Ghibli, like, will have, like, the bathroom scene. It is kind of like, for the first time, like, if you aren't used to it, you're just like, what is this? So it's like, I I kind of get that, but everything else is just sort of like, it's big family, like, it's that type of thing. Oh, like, no. I think that's a...
2: You know I'm I'm specifically thinking of, uh, which is one scene which I feel like they could have probably left left out because Honestly, given the rest of the film, I don't even think it's that in character. Uh it's the scene where like he's he's like, Natsuki was just in this bathwater and then he like sniffs it away. Oh yeah. <laughs> major creep. Um Kenji's just seems like a normal kid, kind of like a like a fairly sort of obviously introverted, obviously, you know, not very experienced with the ladies or whatever. The Virgin but like, Kenji he, versus the Chad yeah. Tai Chi. <laughs> Virgin Kenji versus the Chad end of the film, Kenji. <laughs> but, like, yeah. he, he, is he really she, a Chad then, though? See, well, I, it I of, think. It kind of, like, no sells like, all these map problems or whatever. So, I was, uh, was going yeah, to get into this, but yeah,
1: you know what? I actually do think that, as creepy as that scene is, it does service his overall character arc because the point of his character arc is he goes from being this spineless, like, jellyfish of a man to. Being someone who takes charge and takes responsibility when needs when like you know when when he needs to, and that is true. I actually yeah like I feel like the Kenji at the beginning of the film and the the, the Chad Kenji at the end are like they're practically different people in terms of how they interact with the world and even just like the the people around them. Like yeah. at the beginning of the film, Kenji is extremely antisocial and like generally uh, kind of a weirdo, but. Yeah. Over the course of the you know the the movie, he develops into a, a more responsible person. I, I don't I don't think that the Kenji at the end of the movie would do the same thing like that weird bathwater sniffing thing at the beginning. I know that that's a weird no, sentence to say out loud. I don't I know. Jury's but... still
2: out on that one. I honestly <laughs> think yeah, him also having like major nosebleeds at the end is like oh God, give me a break. I mean, taking like, for that that's that more of a side effect thing. of
1: the brain damage than the <laughs> than <laughs> just being anime. I
2: feel like yeah, sure. Um, I feel like. I don't know. I you feel like I could have bust lost those. a blood lost those. his
1: brain. I, <laughs> I feel like
2: I could have lost. Yeah, I mean, with the way
1: his
0: eyes bugged out, like traped, yeah, yeah, like he was,
2: he was <laughs> kind of losing it. I could have done maybe without that, but it's no big deal. Like again, again, it's comedy. Whatever. Sure. Um, I'm. I agree with the overpoint though. That's crafty. That's a good point. Like, although I do think he's. I don't think he's a weirdo at the beginning of the film. Like ignoring that one moment because it's just one moment, and I can do so. Like he is just it's very clearly explained like when they try to haul him off for like supposedly breaking the internet and uh, he crawls over to granny and like says thank you for having me and then explains his background with like his mum and dad never really being around because of work and that uh you know the typical contrast between like city living and and rural living in japan um yeah he's a last kid yeah exactly so it quickly explains like it makes it very clear that like he's not used to this and not just because he's an introvert but because he's basically you know well he's an introvert for a reason put it that way um so he's a victim of circumstance and and it, this is kind of reflected in how he's really awkward around everyone at first uh but he grows into it so that's really i i, I like that a lot and it, it it almost feels like rather than he like he grows into his surroundings in a great way, and it's and it's also it also like further um, emphasizes the strength of the family, you know, the bond of the family, and so on. Like yeah. even though they're all bickering at each other from time to time, and they obviously have their differences and their conflicts, and like you know, you have uh, um, God, I've forgotten his name. Uh, what's the dude's name? The dude who made Love Machine?
1: Oh, what? will we'll be Bob scared?
2: Well we scared that's it. Yeah, so like he, he may yeah, so obviously he's like the black sheep of the family, but even he, he comes around at the end. Spoilers <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's really it's it's a really cool way that rather than just Kenji coming into his own because, you know, he's gotta like sack up or whatever and and, and take charge. It's because like the, the family sort of teaches him in no uncertain terms. Well, granny teaches him in no uncertain terms, but like the family does it sort of consciously. They're like, yeah, you, this is you know we've all got to have each other's backs and work together and whatever and you know get on with it. So it's cool to see them like play off with one another like that. The Kenji and the rest of the family. So um, yeah, it's great. I, I I really like that interplay there. But yeah, I think Kenji's an interesting character uh, mainly because he's not that interesting if you think about it. Like he's just a normal kid in unusual yeah. circumstance and yeah, a, he's not even in that a smart. Way, like I love yeah. Sorry, I, I-, I love Sorry. that they made him not actually that good at maths at the end of the day, <laughs> except for the moment where he really needed to be good at maths, like, at the end. Like, that's a- that was a great moment where you find out he didn't break the internet, because actually he effed up. <laughs> like, he made a mistake. <laughs> so, but they uh, they they were able to pin it on him because of, you know, circumstance, I guess. But yeah. Sorry, Sloan, what were you going to say?
0: No, it's okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like... I mean like yeah, like they, they don't make him like super amazing. Like he's like literally just like the first runner up for like the Japanese Math Olympics as opposed to like the star math Lee And I he feels kinda of like a conduit for all the other characters because like you have um Kenji at the center and then you have the entire family of like all the like, Natsuki, uh Natsuki, Wakis, what, what Wha was Wabisk Wabiske? Wabiske. Okay, yeah. sorry. I Wabisuke. I'm i'm losing my ability to speak uh (laughs) and then you have uh granny and it's like you have like this like big circle of all these characters who are not even also not only connected to each other but connecting to kenji very early on and like their interactions of him being introduced and that's how you see their personalities and i think that's why like it's a benefit of uh kenji to be sort of like not like tepid as a character but like you know like Kind of like a, like a very boring everyman in a way, just because, like, it gives a good way to bounce all of these big personalities off him and also for him to sort of grow from these personalities and to, like, sort of strengthen that arc of his ability to work with these people and whatnot by by the end of the movie, by the climax.
2: Yeah, also, they like, he, you know, Kenji's the main character, but, like, he doesn't overshadow anyone else by virtue of being yeah. incredibly talented or whatever like at the end at the end it kind of gets to that point but like it's literally in the final moment so i can sort of forgive it and it works for an incredible climax <laughs> so yeah it's, it's great in that it's sense. the izzy moment basically
1: from our yeah. war game is not... way more badass in my opinion it, like it, it, is, this... he doesn't he helps, say you got yeah.
0: mail he doesn't okay, say he doesn't, you got mail.
1: He doesn't say you got male, but he solves a math equation in his head so difficult that it literally causes a blood vessel in his brain to burst. Like that, that is incredible. <laughs> That's <laughs> so pretty cool. cool, I guess. He,
2: he, he, is not, he is not, like, pound for pound as competent or, or, or smart as Izzy, but, like, in this one moment, like, he kind of outshines <laughs> and, uh, young Izumi, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fun in that moment. Like I said, it's great that he's just an everyman rather than, like, I was complaining yeah. on the last episode about how like Yole for some reason can suddenly just yeah, like, I do, was gonna com- do say, computers really y'all... well. But like Yeah, it's, y'all it's, say it's,
0: Yole can't do computers well, but Kenji's allowed to solve math problems in his head. Because it built <laughs> up
2: to it. Like there's a precedent. It, it, yeah, anything built literally up to it in Digimon
0: relationship... Adventure 02.
2: One of the first like, one of the first
1: they're... things he does in the entire movie is figure out the exact day that Natsuki was born based on the the date and year. Like it, it establishes like like the second the second like, like long line he has in the movie is just um you know oh um I'm really good at solving complicated math equations using uh arithmetic in my head.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well it's like Yoli is suddenly Donatello for some reason because of the plot demands that she is. Like it it doesn't really
3: computers.
2: She was she wasn't that good. So you, That's the thing. You don't know that. You don't know that. Well, I mean, they should have told me <laughs> beforehand. Like, I should have known. could happen in a year. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. That wasn't a year, was it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was really a year better. after um. Uh, what, the end
0: of adventure. Uh, or two? Year
2: two. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, Wait. we're not. Sadly, we're not talking about Yoli this week. So <laughs> you, you're both free from my wrath. Sadly, yes, we
2: don't. We're, we're never talking about Yoli ever again. But just, just to oh, make it clear. It's likes
0: <laughs> hey there's a there's a movie coming up in in three years that we'll finally get to so oh,
2: yeah okay all right <laughs> um, yeah the um god what was I gonna say um i don't know like um I, I, so, no, i'm more curious about your perspective on this thing on, on this film because obviously like you're a first time viewer um now what was i gonna say like what was your like key takeaway? Like, what was your like favorite moment, I suppose, in the film? That'd, that'd be interesting. interesting oh, to, that's that's
0: t- that's really tough.
2: Like, to just like, think what, of, what, like, immediate, what immediately comes to mind, I suppose, if, if I
0: if immediately comes to mind is I made a joke when we were because we group watched this about um uh Natsuki like transforming into like her super form, and I was like, <laughs> Yo, that's Omnimon, and like I think that's a really cool like that whole Hanafuda like uh sequence is really cool because it is so like non-usual like how would you expect like like a climax of like this such like this big thing where like a satellites going to hit your dang property or like a um <laughs> it was the property at that point right yeah yeah or yeah, it was they, just they, before, they it was just before that i think
2: but so, he is, but the he's fact- basically being a sore loser, and is threatening to just drop this probe on their family's heads because he can't drop yeah. it on a nuclear site, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: So um, yeah, I think that's just such a, like a cool moment because you have like such an elaborate backdrop of like the Oz Casino, and then you have like the the two like big figures of like giant uh love machine, and then you have like all these smaller figures in Natsuki and the and like the all the other accounts, and it's so like it's so strange but neat of like seeing like this like hanafuda game being the climax and then having this like basically digimon style like digivolution sequence where she goes to like burst level and then wins at uh hanafuda <laughs>
2: it's it was like one of my favorite parts it was great yeah. it's a really neat climax and especially because like i feel like the film does for, in a lot of ways i feel like the natsuki is maybe my least favorite character just because of like I don't think her character is as written as strongly as some of the others. Even some of the like the bit characters, like she's maybe on screen. It may be a fact that's like compared to the other family members, she's almost on screen a bit too much, and therefore gets given a few like like her relationship with Wabisuke. I don't really care for. Um, and uh... <laughs> although you know there were some good moments that came as a result of that, but I just didn't yeah, really I care think... for like. Their interactions. I think it's
1: fine. Like the the thing with her being in love with him, like it's if that was the case when she like when she's a teenager, that would be weird. But they explicitly say it was when she was in kindergarten. So like, I don't think yeah, that, it's no, just like an innocent I, childhood crush thing. I don't think it's that like off putting.
2: I'm not even talking about that specifically. Just more like I just get a sense of like I don't know. Like she, in the beginning, although she's obviously you know, it, it maybe comes as a consequence of like her sort of basically manipulating uh, Kenji. Uh, into helping her, um, but she comes off as a lot smarter in the intro, and then kind of progressively starts to just feel like less intelligent as it goes on, like more immature. She feels maybe. The less useful,
0: like it because she, she doesn't have she's... nearly as
2: much uh, involvement. Like once once the Oz plot yeah, once the odds plot gets going, she kind of fades into the background a little bit.
1: I mean, to be fair, like no one else aside from from Kenji and um. Kazuma are involved in the Oz plot until like the very last yeah, part of the climax. that's the thing, is like, and,
2: that's true that's true, but yeah, like you like, the consequences she's the of one... it who like, like I, I sorry I don't I, I do want to for that point because like even though the Oz plot, in terms of directly affecting it, it's just Kenji, his friend, or, I always forget his name and, and Kazuma, like they have granny on the phone to all these people like trying to put out like literal fires and stuff and, and basically divert people, like you know there is a fighting effort being done to like reverse the damage of the machine's attack on Oz, and Natsuki's is not really part of that, so that's a, that kind of sucks. Which makes it great that the ending does actually remind, remind itself that like, oh, let's give Natsuki a, t- a, t- a time, you know, a chance to shine, yeah, and it does it with cause... something they previously established. She knows how to do, which is play Hanafuda. Yeah, and
1: not not just that she's also the one who guesses, uh, Wabiski's, um, phone password, which is the only reason they're able to reach him. And because they can reach him, they That's can true. defeat Love Machine. Like she's like critical to the the climax of this plot in multiple ways. And like, I don't know. It's I just think kind of I like think it works.
2: Mid, there's a there's a middle segment where she's just kind of like not really there, or if she is there, it's kind of just like falling, falling over Wabisuke in like a kind of annoying, silly way. <laughs> but no, I like that she knows. I like that she that she recognizes that, you know, Wabisuke does approve, does want Granny's approval and, and, and love, and, you know, yeah. understands and like, that. Yeah, I, like, I thought, thought that was
0: really sweet.
2: Yeah, I that moment she where that he was... sat in the car is, 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 is really good. Like, really yeah, sweet. And, and, and then him, like, in, initial d his way back.
1: I think that her relationship with Wabisuke is interesting because she is in the unique position as the, as the only member in this enormous family... Who was simultaneously old enough to have, you know, an an established relationship with him because he's been gone for a decade. But also too young to understand, like, how much of a scumbag he is. Like, she she (laughs) was only present in his life for the moments, like his best moments, essentially, the moments in which he was able to endear himself to her. And, you know, they kind of appreciated each other as the. I guess, like, the, you know, the black sheep of the family and the only person who was too young to understand why he was the black sheep. So, that, like, means that, in a way, she's the only one who sees past all of the scummy stuff he's done to the person underneath. Which is sure. why she's the only one who's able to reach out to him at the end and get him back when they need him the most.
2: Right. I, I see I see all that, yeah. That's... that's a- perspective on that yeah so she is just sort of uh, like
0: sword like in that like big like middle like valley of the movie up until like sort of like stuff with (laughs) wabaske like is popping off she's just sort of like okay like she she's the sora for a bit she's gonna stand there and you'll see her eventually like at some point and she'll make some lines (laughs) but up until the hanafuda moment and like the the calling wabaske part she doesn't have nearly as much
2: no no and 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 i feel like that the plot is is in it needs to focus on the odd stuff to like hammer home like the reach of Oz and like how the material effect that's having on people and it's also the part of the film where like granny gets to shine because hey spoilers like you know if you don't want if you want to watch this film please back away now we're just going to get right into it we've um, already gotten into it we've already gotten <laughs> into it but i'm just straight up gonna say now granny dies in this film like she dies like because of our because of Oz malfunctioning uh causing one of the heart rate things to mouth yeah like love Love
1: machine targets her specifically like this isn't just a random consequence like he's i I did not pick up
2: i did not pick up i've seen this film like about five times now and this is the first time where i actually noticed that she's he's like looking through the files and sees that one with her symbol on it and then it like cuts to her on the back oh that's why it was yeah yeah it was a family obvious in retrospect but like i've not seen that because i'm a <laughs> anyway. yeah i didn't i didn't realize it either at first like i
0: understood like the symbol of, like oh he's looking at this like the family like crests or the symbols and yeah. he sees that and then you, you they cut to uh granny and they have that but i didn't like make that connection yeah it,
1: it's yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it's good like it, it's the first moment where the movie becomes personal like he he sees the, the the this you know omnipotent ai sees this um the one person who's single-handedly throwing a wrench into his plans and dispassionately disposes of her, because it's not like he's you know doing this to be um, you know because he's so evil or whatever. As a machine, he sees a problem and he solves that problem. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. like
0: the, you know, the it's like they yeah. say like yeah he uh, it's it's all a game to him. He's not doing this out of hate or evil. Like he's doing this because it's a game. So he removes a key player from the game, which yeah. is really horrifying when you think about it. But it makes he's, sense
1: yeah he's just ruthlessly efficient,
2: yeah and it's like you can look at this film and be like, Okay, like it centered a bit too much up. You could possibly levy a criticism like despite this being a global event, it's levy it's circled a bit too conveniently around this like one household, including like this one guy who happens to just be visiting and not even really by choice uh, but it, it, it's the i've seen again I've seen this film like five times, and it's the first time that sort of point has popped up into my head and only because i'm probably think, watching it with more of an analytical mind than usual because i know i'm going to be recording a podcast about it afterwards so it's <laughs> it's a kind of thing where like it doesn't matter that like everything is kind of happening under one roof because they make everything that's happening under that one roof so like interesting and varied and rich and you know exciting and and in the case of like when when granny dies like heartbreaking but like you know, Sloan literally on the call just being like, "Oh, they, oh, they can't, they can't do this." <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just like, "Yes, they can, and they're going to." Um, yeah, it's it's a thing where like it doesn't, it never makes the world feel small. And I think I yeah. think there's also moments because they do they do spend time like th- there's a couple of moments where yes, they like show other parts in the world like that love machine is considering blowing up for example but like it's more the moments where like granny's calling around to everyone and it shows all these scenes up and down the country of all these people yeah at all and these I, jobs, I do you know and maybe
1: maybe you know, this is a controversial opinion i think those scenes are what make the stakes in this movie feel like more heightened than uh the ones from our war game because our war game is a very like micro focused story Even when the world's going nuts, you kind of more see that in abstract. Like, you see Infermon, like, cancelling all the flights at an airport. You see him, like, you know, walking across a bunch of road signs and flipping them to the road closed symbol. But you never get as good a sense of the world has gone to hell as, as in this movie, where you literally see, like, water mains bursting and traffic jammed for 60 kilometers and, you know, people losing control of the subway because all of the admin privileges were tied to their online accounts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's another, it's a sort of a, it's a case of something that they, that Isoda put together for our war game and then like was able to expand on massively here. And I think one thing that is probably worth mentioning is that our war game, yeah, I, I agree with what you've said there, Scrafty, but it always felt like it was kind of a far reaching conflict because of you had, they put in the work to show you people in those scenes like there's so many great scenes in our war game it's it, it, it's that it's that scene where like it's caught in between all the people watching uh the uh, warped evolutions and then later mm-hmm. on when they're like when they're watching the final omnimon deborahmon fight uh, like you have people crowded around computers and people in offices and schools and all this sorts of stuff and yeah they have those scenes where they throw in like the yole and rio cameos but even then you've got rio like sat on a mountaintop like near mount fuji presumably and you know he's just watching it on his like computer so (laughs) it's just like it gives you a sense for the why how the the scale of this thing and these scenes are present in this film as well but you actually have them like early on you have the scene where it's like all these busy urban areas where like the firefighters in, in granny's family are you know uh present and and they're talking to um you know, they're talking to running on the phone being like oh, what's going on okay yeah sure we'll do we we'll do what we need <laughs> and then later on you have the like the worldwide people offering up their accounts and you have that scene where it's more directly cribbed from our war game but it still works got that <laughs> you know um people all around the world like offering up their Oz accounts to the to the cause um in the in the scene that echoes the omnimon transformation from our war game so it's yeah it, it, there's a real richness of the um Creating these, creating these like dense imagery really sells the, you know the um the scope of it and the and the far-reaching effect of the conflict in a way that like I'm not saying you couldn't do these scenes in live action, but like it would be really you you wouldn't get that many extras together just to film like a two-second oh like a two-frame like scene essentially just to sell just to drive a point home totally. about this being full of mm-hmm. yeah. Like you would, you could do that, but you'd be spending a shitload of money. <laughs> in, like in ways that mo- companies don't like to spend money on live-action films. So, um yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was kind of a rambling point, but, but the point is, is that, that the, the Sony's use of animation to like draw a rich, detailed, like world, contemporary world, is, it's 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 never seen in better display than it is here. I feel.
0: Yeah, I I haven't, I. I haven't,
2: haven't seen, I, I, I haven't seen his other films yet, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> Sorry, Slim.
0: No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, um, like I like the um the macro and micro aspects and like the f- familial aspects when like Granny is like calling up like all the family members, like oh, like like keep carrying on, like you can do this, I believe in you, like all that, and like you see like that montage of her calling like all of, like the uncles, like the, the cousins, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's like such a great look at yeah. like. And then it it, keeps... It's very small scale because it's obviously just like just throughout Japan, but it is also like this like wider thing of like this is happening everywhere probably. But they're but they're covering this like familial aspect.
1: Yeah, like it keeps expanding the scope so well as well. Like it starts with her just calling her direct family, then she's calling like family friends, then she's calling friends of friends, then she's calling people she hasn't talked to in fifty years. Like it's it's super good. Like they do such a good job of showing the amount of lives that one person can touch in their lifetime
0: yeah I, I I really love that aspect like it is it's fundamentally a, a different movie from our war game, I feel like and like not like in but mostly in like the theme of like uh like collectivism, like the benefits of collectivism and like familiar like strong familial units and yeah. like being a part the, of like a group
1: I think the best way to put it is there, there are no chosen children in this movie. Like, yeah. the there's no one who can carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. You, you need everyone's help. Every single person yeah. is needed to cooperate in order to win the day in this one.
0: Yeah, and bringing that up, like, I, I really enjoy... Because in that case, like, our war game and Summer Wars are complete opposites. It is due to the help of, like, four children in our war game that stops two nukes from blowing up in uh the U.S. and Japan. Meanwhile, this is, like, a, a small family unit that ultimately amplifies to... Millions of people around the world that solves this problem to save the uh, world that is affecting like, everyone.
1: Yeah, like they're, the the entire world's in danger in this one, and that's that's what makes yeah. it feel so much more touching when all of those random civilians start donating their accounts to, to nazi Yeah, because you get that like, first
0: one of like I'm from I'm from Germany, please use my account, and then it starts counting up, and it has like that our war game omnimon sequence of all of like the emails like the messages coming up all around them for the accounts and it 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 activates like it's like that same vibe and that same like sort of like sudden hit but in such a different way that it's it's still fantastic like it still stands completely on its own
1: and i think what what makes it so satisfying for me personally is that these people have something to lose like when those kids sent uh sent the 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 and their emails in our war game like there were it was kind messages of support sure but there was nothing at stake for them this is these are people's entire livelihoods like this is their businesses their you know their social lives like they 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 stand to lose a lot by losing these accounts but they're still yeah. willing to to hand those over to a complete stranger for the betterment of the world
0: yeah. And I mean, in, yeah. in some cases, like it may depend on like where like the person is, because if that uh, if that probe dropped on a nuclear site and near them, like yeah, sure, but like for a lot of these people, that could happen all the way across the world, and they and they would be like quote unquote fine. So it is it is such a big difference, but it is great. It is this like very strong theme and message of coming together to overcome all odds.
2: Yeah, I I, I would say that like maybe a bit more reductive but like i would say like our war game is is basically just an action film but like you know it's a concept of like oh what if you set an action film for me from a computer you know <laughs> from a computer desktop and so on um whereas this is more complicated um not in the sense that it's like complicated it feels complicated or anything like that but it's it's more just like on paper there is more going on than just you know monster fight on internet or whatever. Even though a war game you probably couldn't accuse of just being that, but like um <laughs> compared to this, that's kind of what it feels like in spots. Like it's more focused on just the general it's squarely focused on the conflict. And then it uses the like the domestic nature of Ty and Izzy sat around the computer and you know, later on Matt and TK trying to find like a working internet connection and in the middle of nowhere. He <laughs> uses that for more for like levity and like you know stakes and so on rather than like actual emotional threads and so on you know even the time sort of thing is like more of just like comedy and whatever and just add a bit of a cute twist to, to it, things
0: so it, yeah it's much more window dressing compared to the kenji uh really good uh, Natsuki window thing. Dressing. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah it's great i mean i as much as as much of a fan as i am of a good fake dating au the whole like uh dear sora like <laughs> that whole email that starts it off with I don't think anything any type of like like uh love story that they could have done on this would get anywhere near that honestly
2: yeah I would say that the, the like the the light touch that they have with the Thai and Sora stuff and especially because like i think i think the the dubbing team for the digimon movie does, does a really fun job with the Thai Sora stuff in the um in the in the uh, in in the dub um but the comparatively i would say that the light touch that they use with um, Ty, the Tae and Zara stuff in our one game is much more preferable to the Natsuki Kenji stuff in here, where it kind of just starts to feel like they are, you know, I don't know. Like I feel like Kenji should maybe not be attracted to her still after the shit she pulled at the beginning of the film. <laughs> like that's just my opinion. It's kind of like a weird, like it feels, it feels a bit arbitrary, is what I'd say. Their eventual relationship and See- well, I, actually. I, I don't know if it actually, the film doesn't explicitly say where it goes from there, but, you know, it kind of leaves you to draw your own conclusions and sort of heavily signals that, yes, they they are an item from here on out, so. See,
0: like, my opinion is different, because I feel like it's just like, oh, man, this kid did such good math problems. I am so into him now. I'm like, come on, really? I
1: I think you're both kind of off the mark here. I see it more of he was the one that was there for her in her moment of greatest emotional vulnerability. And was there willing to support her in that.
3: Uh, that's
0: fair. I mean, like, on, like, I'm also like slightly like memeing about it, but it's just funny for her to be like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm kind of into him now." Oh man, this this kid's brain is huge. He must work out at the library. Yeah, type thing. He
1: also kind of like you know saved his, her family's lives <laughs> and their ancestral <laughs> home. So, oh no, just no, she no, shouldn't no, no. feel I indebted to <laughs> like,
2: date him just because like, of that. She showed pretty bad. I, I completely <laughs> understand why she is like mad horny for him or whatever, but like, I don't. <laughs> I don't really see it the other way around. That said, this film ends on such a note that, like, I guess you could interpret it either way. Like, you know, yeah, maybe maybe it doesn't go anywhere. Maybe it does. Maybe, it, and hey, guess what? It doesn't really matter. It's just kind of a cute ending for the film. But I yeah. thought, like, the Kenji Natsuke stuff kind of died in its face when, like you know he got arrested and then had to fess up and admit that like you know they had to admit that yeah no i i love when
0: (laughs) he he comes back and everyone's like oh did you forget something like everyone's just like just like could be like oh like welcome back i guess (laughs) that was just like one of the funniest things of him just like walking through like just
2: like oh god everyone's gonna see me yeah yeah it was that was that was a funny moment um I yeah so I I will say that like I think that scene where you know after Granny dies and and that's okay, he's crying her heart out and that and and Kenji's there to comfort her Kenji can Kendy just feels like he he becomes part of the family by that point yeah. where like where you know he plays the hand with Granny um, sort of says okay I'll do what I can it almost feels like he's he's doing it for the family more than he is because he cares specifically about Natsuke. I don't know, like I don't get their I don't buy their relationship as a couple rather than just like he is part of the family now and you know Natsuke is part of that family. I, that that's the kind of feeling I got for it. Like they they feel separate as individuals.
0: It's that picture of like the of the picture like that meme of the picture of like the guy and the girl and the guy's like ha ha, we look like a couple, and the girl's like, a couple of besties! Like, that's what <laughs> Kenji and, and Natsuki feel like, honestly. Sure.
2: Yeah, like, I guess so, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that they, like, paint them as friends, which is good, because they shouldn't be. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be friends with someone who treats you like that, to begin with. <laughs> um, them as a couple, uh, as, a, like, a romantic item makes more sense than, than that i will i will admit um but yeah i just found that stuff kind of kind of a little bit uh, but not arbitrary well, kind of arbitrary but like um that makes it sound like it's executed worse than it is i just i just didn't much personally care for it but, yeah, but you're, you I, you're just not as much you're... of a person for that type of thing as i like think it's, to, yeah, I no, think it's, it's not a... that i look hold on hold on i need to i need to i need to object to that point i love a good like romantic like you know a comedy or whatever or drama like I, i'm a sucker for that stuff i will freely admit that um i just didn't think this was a great example of that that's all okay
0: then my apologies my impression on the podcast <laughs> for the past 44 <laughs> episodes have been that you are as much of a, a romance like enjoyer no, so it's just i put my just, hands up in um, surrender
2: it's just digimon doesn't do that and this film does it but not to my liking I don't know. <laughs> that was,
0: okay, that was you just... know what? fair enough. My my apologies.
1: I feel like it, watch... it works for I don't know. It works for me just because I like I love characters bonding through emotional vulnerability and I think that they both have extremely vulnerable moments in this movie that pay oh, yeah. off sure. really sure. well. Sure. Yeah, that, like,
2: I I can't I can't uh, argue with that. Yeah, that's that's definitely 100% correct and yeah, like that, that happens, like I said and, like it
0: yeah. It to me it's not like there's no like uh like really like hitting moment like the like the dear Sora like love tie email which I think is like it's still like that's still super cute like after all these years to me like when we watched our work I was like man, this is cute like and um, I like I, I could meme about like the two Mimi from Joe like Valentine that's still cute to me but it's like I like the whole like I joked about like oh it's a fake dating AU but like it is and I find that cute like I'm just that kind of person that's like oh this is like a really cute setup to like bring this character into this um this foreign setting for him and then it ultimately like tumbles into the rest of this uh, movie where all these characters are needed, and it it works because they are all part in this like big familial gathering.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say just on the because you because you you brought up the the Sora letter and stuff a few times now. Like, I would compare that subplot. Uh, yeah, okay, so in our war game you have the you have the Taisora stuff, and you have the um
0: John Mimi so stuff. So that's You're like, right.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that's not what I was <laughs> going to say. Um, My
0: last opportunity. I'm gonna milk it as much as I can.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, there will be more times, don't we? Um, we've got, tri- we've got try, we've got try. Oh, we? that's true. We got try. Um, so what I was trying to say is that you have a lot of domestic stuff happening in the background in in, uh, in our war game. But I would say the two most prominent parts are you have Ty and Sora, which is with that stuff fairly prominent, and then you have Ties mum Mom making a cake. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, so you good. That, you have that. I would say this, this film, what it has instead, um, is it has the baseball game.
1: Yeah, the baseball game is such a good visual metaphor.
2: Yeah. And, oh, they do some really nice shots with that as well. With like, um, the, the crack of the bat, um, being, uh, God, it like ties into a sound from like the scene directly. Anyway, I won't get into that. The point is the point I'm trying to make is that like that's like, sort of sat in as sat in like the middle ground between those two things from our war game where it's not like as vital to the main characters, but it's clearly a high stakes thing, then will she bake the cake properly or not? You know? And it's played less for comedy or whatever. Like it's it it's it's something that is used in the background. Like the best moment of this is like when they um after they stop. Well, after the thing, after the probe lands and like almost wrecks the house and so on, you have the you have the scene of them learning about the the game on the radio, like on the TV. Like you you learn that he's won, um, he's yeah. won the game, which is like a great. Obviously, it's very on you in your you know, it's not exactly that subtle, but it's like yeah, you know, hey, they won their game, but also it's it's been it's talking about the other game, but it's like yeah, you can, you know, uh, subtext and all that. Uh, yeah, so, it always it's yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I really, like
1: that I really, scene. I really do love how like yeah, like every time the protagonist is in a tough spot in this movie, like in this movie, you'll cut to the baseball game and you'll see the pitcher like sweating a ton on the mound. Like it's it's so yep. simple, but it does such a good job of like visually linking the two subplots, like you said.
2: Yeah, and, and, it, and I, it works. It, it, and sorry, it it works really well when like you have the moments where the the two stages that I mentioned before, the the like the. Uh, Inanuchi family? Did I get the name right? Inanuchi. Uh, Gino or... Uchi,
1: yeah.
2: Gino, Gino Uchi. Uchi, yeah. So you have the Gino Rishi, like family house, and then you have the or, or the world of Oz. When those two stages become a bit blurred, specifically at the end when like Kenji's bleeding out of his nose because he's doing math problems super hard, <laughs> you know, um, when those two worlds become super like intertwined at a point, like the uh, stuff like the baseball game uh, is a great way to like pull you back and like pull them pull them apart again. Because, like, Oz has no real impact on the baseball game, necessarily, but, you know, it's obviously part of the real world, and it kind of, like, it kind of, like, rips them apart again, which I really like. It's it's kind of, like, a nice way to bring you back to reality uh, at the end there, and, and then as, as uh, in a few other scenes as well. So, that's... And, like, you that happened in our all-war game as well. You had the cake baking to tell you... um, I think it's, like, after they stopped Diaboromon, like, you have Ty's mum's cake just, like, basically burned to a crisp <laughs> but yeah. that's, like the, the, the timer stopped so
1: you also kind of have yeah. joe with his exam in, in our game as yeah. well yeah
2: yes yeah the right.
0: exam is like really good like window dressing of like when the like oh like 10 minutes left and he shouts like 10 minutes and then like that's when it yes. goes into the um uh war yeah. greymon and metal on like going through the tunnel and like that's when everyone's like sending the e- you have like the montage saw of like yoli uh rio and all the other kids
1: yeah, and there's like near the end when it, it juxtaposes all three of them with quick, um, like a cool, like the coolish of effect uh, juxtaposes all three of them with quick cuts where, um, yes, they go like just about, it's about finished. Finished.
2: finished. Yeah, yeah. that's they, it's so good. They have a lot of fun. With, they, uh Hisoda has a lot of fun with that in our war game, and and I feel like he he knew that was something he could bring into this, but then decided to just like uh, focus it on on one a one like background story essentially and the baseball game is a yeah. really good way to to do that and and I like that it's and again it's showing the family as well um uh, also I love that scene of them like on the tv where they're like they're interviewing the uh uh, uh the the family member the player and and then the other team just like <laughs> you know photo bomb him and there's that one guy just flexing <laughs> and stuff i love that i love that scene it cracked me up so much um so that was a really fun like background. Yeah. And on that point, I do want to say like the amount of the amount of stuff that Hazoda picks and chooses from our war game to like implement here, it's really smartly done. Like the final like countdown scene is the most obvious parallel, and I've mentioned some stuff before like the scenes with people crowded around their computers and stuff like that, or in this case, you know, smartphones and DSs and all sorts. But the yeah there's some just really cool there's some scenes which are just kind of recycled to an extent but like used in a different context like um, the scene with like the wave whereas in our war game that's the missile dropping into the water and then in this it's the boat dropping into the water um, and like it gives a big wave that like towers over the characters who are kind of like silhouettes and so on Before sort of like sprinkling them with rain, more or less. Like I like that scene in both of the those a lot, but here it's using like two very different contexts.
0: Yeah, one thing I I noticed at first I thought was like meant to be like like a nod until like I realized it was going to be a bigger part was the. uh... The baseball because like the first shot you see of the baseball game in Summer Wars is very reminiscent of the baseball game that you see uh Matt or Matt and TK looking at when they're at their grandmother's house. That's right. Like it's 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 frame it's framed very similarly of like the old country house and like the kids sitting around like the table and you see like this like shot of the baseball game and I was like I was like oh this is like a this is like a really neat subtle like like nod to our war game and then it's like it becomes a bigger thing so I was like okay maybe
2: not as much but. I mean, it still could be. I mean, maybe it was something that was intentionally meant to just be a nod or whatever, uh, or like a visual callback, and then and then it kind of they they, they turn, it, like, like, to, I think to you as like a baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. Well, that I mean, baseball is a pre- a huge part of you know the culture. So <laughs> um, I do I do find it funny when you think about that because it's like, wait, someone was just like, what if this was told from Matt's perspective primarily rather than <laughs> rather than Ty's? Yeah, um, but. But yeah, no, it's 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 funny. What if Matt was really good at math? <laughs> what did you make, Sloan, of the Oz stuff, like all the scenes in Oz, like visually and like the the different avatars and all that kind of stuff?
0: I I really I, re- I think the avatar, like the way they set up, like. Early on like oh like you can customize your avatar Like you can go to these fashion shops like I was like Oh that's cool and then like you see sort of like The full extent of it as like you start to uh, Like go into Oz like at first like when You have a like love machine wrecking Everything and then like further on as like all Of the other avatars are coming in It's it's so neat of like how like one little Thing is like oh like here's this thing And like they could have put like not as much work Into like all the avatars but they clearly Had so much fun like creating all Of them like that are, that show up for such a Short amount of time that like it's really like charming and enduring, and yeah,
1: they do they do such a good job of matching everyone's avatar to their personality. Like all of these have to be individually drawn and individually designed, and there's a lot of yeah. thought and effort put into, you know, what does this person's avatar say about them as a person?
0: Yeah, uh, and I I really love how like it does like mirror like the internet of our war game, but it's like it's a lot cleaner, which in my opinion I kind of like, and obviously like, this is more like a of the time type of thing. Like our war games, like sort of like more muted like sort of like i don't want to say grungier or dirtier but like you you i guess you both hopefully get what i mean like uh like summer wars is very like bright and clean like everything is just like so specific meanwhile like which i guess like you could say like if you wanted to give an explanation to it it could be like a oh well this is the internet now it's very like pristine and sterile and like bright. also this
2: was this was this was like hd and widescreen and all that which yeah uh, the original I mean, was the original uh, our game was widescreen sorry but yeah it wasn't hd originally yeah so.
0: that that i mean that's that's the main reason of like obviously like of the time like the animation is going to be vastly different but i do like that sort of like like darker like dirtier look and i, yeah. but honestly, I feel like like, I, Games... I love oz here like it it looks fantastic like all the yeah. stuff that they do with it like even with as little as you see like overall compared to like the massive like internet metropolis that you can tell us to be like it, i still think it's great like the look that you get
2: all game all World game always feels like it was kind of inspired by like tron and stuff like that like the, the, the mm-hmm. their depiction of the internet is a bit more like like what would it look like if it was like a structure that was built? Whereas this feels much more like a video game, like the, the world of Oz. I, I feel like, and you know they play into that, of course, because you know you have people playing Oz on their DS's. Um, you have people, you know, and like they're playing games in Oz, and of course that's the whole thing. But I, I do like. I think the thing that makes Oz stand out for me is that the characters, avatars, and the avatars are designed in a fun way. But like, there's no consistency between the, the designs. Like it's all over the place, which is exactly what the internet is, <laughs> so it makes perfect sense, yeah. um, but you have like you know anime, you basically have like you know fairies, and then you have like you know weird um things that look kind of like Digimon like the the fireman's you know you could very easily imagine like the fireman um fireman's avatars just being like it's hey, it's who's mon who's Digimon <laughs> you know uh, I could, you <laughs> could very easily imagine that. Yeah, there's I don't like, know why that's so and funny to me. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have one that's just like a squirrel or like a or like a dude that looks like he's from Animal Crossing or something like there's 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 no consistency, which is great. Yeah, there there's
1: some that like they f- fit so well and some of them just seem like it feel like it says a lot about that person even though it doesn't seem like that on the surface. Like the um the uncle who's in the Japanese defense, uh, self-defense force, like basically like the military, who has access to tons of government secrets and like super military technology and whatever. His avatar is like a very goofy-looking fish with like radar uh, nodes <laughs> on its head, and yes. um, the the uncle who's very you know very serious businessman, um, extremely like you know uptight and um, you know literally skips out on going to the family gathering so that he can stay back and put out, like metaphorically put out fires at work. Um, his avatar is, like, a huge kaiju-style snake that looks like a Subway with wings. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I was just about to link that, of, like, how, like, yeah. how different it is. Like, you see, like, Natsuki's where it's, like, it's, like, a, like, like a, like, a, a mouse girl. That's right. Like, 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 a, like, a mouse furry, like, of her. And then you have, like, Subway with
2: wings that's, like, just, like, a
0: cartoon in the background.
2: Yeah, like, a Subway, like, like, a tr- like it looks like the bullet train, like, specifically, yeah. I yeah. think, is, is what they were going for. But then it
1: looks like it's got like a dolphin, dolphin snout. Yeah, and that's that's uh, Nasuki's dad, I think. So like it says so much about him as a person when he, when you look at that and you go, "This guy probably likes uh, monster movies a lot, doesn't he?" <laughs> or like some kind of like <laughs> fantasy thing where yes. something that would drive him to have the the most inhuman avatar of the entire family.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Like even the kids' avatars are are more more humanoid and grounded than that one is.
2: Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's that weird like flat. I guess that's his her mum, but like, that like the weird like flowery one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's it, it's it's really nice. The the um the um. But I, I think one of the things that I like a lot is that also what they know when to use the avatars to make him like to, to like match their uh, facial expressions and so on. There's a moment towards the end where like they have the most explicit like. King Kazma just literally just has Kazma's face, like, except yeah. you know, on a on on the bunny head. Like, and that is a great representation of, you know, him giving it his all essentially, whereas like, you know, in some of the earlier fight scenes, he's fighting all slick and so on, and, and he looks more just like, you know, a bunny like man. <laughs> you know, he kind of has like a um, he kind of has like a Lucario sort of vibe going on, to be honest. Um, yeah which yeah which hey maybe maybe that was intentional that was, that was around the time <laughs> but um i've got to say on that point the fight choreography in this like early on when when the fights are actually like more just sort of like one-on-one like between love machine and and um uh king Chasma, awesome just like yeah really, really, really slick stuff like it reminds me a lot of like so gorgeous yeah, it, they, you can tell they put actual thought into it rather than, than just like blasting like big punches or whatever. Like, it reminds me a lot of how the fight scenes in the Dragon Ball Z, in like the Dragon Ball, uh, the Broly film, the last one that came out, like is so much more engaging to watch because they put thought into like how these characters are like deflecting blows off one another and like actually using techniques other than just rather than just like shooting lasers or like having like, you know you know, slap fights or whatever where they're just like um it 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 really sells that fight a ton more and like speaks to like the a speaks to the skill level of like the you know of Casimir with his character which which is great. It just it's really fun to watch. Um yeah. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's it's really good stuff. Like that's that's an element of the film that they could have phoned in, but I'm glad they didn't.
0: Totally. I love the explanation that they give of, um, like, when, uh, Kenshi, like, looks out in, like, the, the forest or the yard or whatever, and he's like, oh, like, it's, a uh, Shaolin-style karate, and, like, that's sort of, like, that's what's reflected into, um, into King Cosmo's uh, fighting, obviously, but it's, like, they actually, like, went, like, and clearly put, like, thought into it if they're referencing, like, a specific, uh, style of martial arts and whatnot so like i think that's a really cool touch to be like okay like this is the specific fighting style he uses and like let's actually like reflect that as opposed to just like doing some cool punches or whatever
1: yeah yeah exactly. it's like it it's interesting that in the the dub they, they explicitly call it out as as uh shaolin style kung fu because the, the the sub just calls it kenpo which is like you know just generic like combat martial arts so right I'm not sure that be that to match the lip flaps, or because someone on the on the W team actually recognized, "Hey, that's not just martial arts; and that's like a very specific one that I know of."
2: Totally, yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. Definitely that makes sense.
1: I just, yeah, I just love the the state the, the escalation in this movie is so good. Like when Love Machine breaks free of the the prison they're trying to uh, contain him in, and everyone's just acting doom and gloom. And Kazuma's mom is like, "Why are you getting so upset? Like it's just a game, right?" And she like begs him. she she begs him to tell her that it's just a game and in that moment he realizes how much he has to lose so he just goes for a uncharacteristically stupid like suicide attack try to try to finish things and it obviously fails and that just crushes him
0: yeah Yeah. like it's it's meant to like i feel like it's meant to reflect like say like one of like the the war greymon or Melgarumon moments where like he breaks from the wall and like he goes to strike but as opposed to being like successful like uh, like those Digimon, like relatively were at first until like sort of like the end comes, uh, because like up until like the end of that fight comes, like he's just instantly defeated, and it's like, and you see like him like I I failed, I couldn't protect my mom or my sister. It's like you get that like really heavy emotional hit too, like not just from like obviously you see King Cosmo lose, and like he's been built up to be the best fighter in Oz, but you you see you hear that, and it's like oh like this explains a lot about his character immediately and even Mm -hmm. if it's a decent way through the film and like we know a bit about Kazuma like it's I it's it's really great like the way that they that they still manage to do that even as they come to a point where you might not expect uh that they would still be like covering those sort of like little bits
2: of the character
1: absolutely yeah I I totally agree
2: absolutely um I um there's something on the tip of my tongue and I've completely forgotten I feel, oh yeah, that was it. So I feel I feel like the King Kazma like moment is also just a good example. It's like the final point of the film where it's saying like you you know most of the time you're probably not going to be able to do things by yourself, so don't even try it. Like it's 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 literally just hammering that point home of having him get overwhelmed with like millions of avatars. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like yeah, no, you need to work as a team, otherwise this isn't going to work. And only then at the end, like he doesn't actually. King Casimir doesn't really make an appearance after that until the end, where like he's needed to like punch this stupid like <laughs> love machine in the face like extremely hard because like the moment is right to do yeah. that. Like <laughs> you know, everyone else has done their part. Now it's time for you to do your part, rather than just like try to rush in and assuming your massive bunny fist can solve everything. So um, I liked that. At that moment. Yeah, that that final punch is it's so good. Like the the visual treatment on some of the blows on this, like especially early on with like um, uh, the uh, guest avatar that Kenji uses, the squirrel just getting the shit knocked out of it by by uh, yeah by, uh, by his love, love machine possessed normal avatar. So it's so good
1: i think the the funniest thing about this uh like the funniest part of this movie to me and the thing that says so much about both kenji and Lo- like despite not being able to speak and not really being a character love machine has character like it has personality it has like yeah. details about it and the part that characterizes it best to me is near the beginning of the movie after kazuma gets the crap to out of him by love machine's um buddha form um it approaches to like try to absorb him, and Candy's avatar comes out of nowhere and just points behind him, and it actually looks so that he can get away with Kazuma's yeah. a- avatar. And like, it's such a good moment because like it's it establishes later that um, Love Machine is driven by curiosity. Like that's the entire thing that that um, powers it is this, un- this unquenchable desire to know everything and to gather information. So of course you can exploit its curiosity by just pointing behind it and saying look. Because it's too it's too <laughs> curious to not look <laughs> like it's not gonna yeah it's not gonna um it's not gonna want to turn around
2: yeah it keep it keeps like it keeps like making it clear that like this is not a human being <laughs> like you know it's kind of stupid in certain ways but kind of in yeah, it's others, it's like,
1: idiosyncratic it, I think is the best way to put it it has its quirks
2: yeah also they use love machines to make a lot of like quite pointed statements about like the military which I kind of dig like it's mostly aimed at the at the U S military which is you know, fair, but, you know, it doesn't, like, really take shots at the Japanese military, as far as I'm aware, but, like, yeah, they, they the whole thing is that, like, what, um, uh, Wabisuke is trying to sell it to the US government and to the US army, and, well, yeah, he does, well, he's pretty much almost successful, and then, and then they obviously screw it up by just letting it loose on Oz, <laughs> which is really fucked up, so, um, yeah, that's, uh,
1: yeah, I feel like um, Mama Hosoda might have some justified grievances with the U.S. military. Just maybe.
0: Yeah. I wonder why. So. I wonder why that would be. That's strange. <laughs> yes. I guess it's better not to question it, I guess. I'm sure there's no reason.
2: That's fun. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't want to distribute it.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that, that's, that's possible, actually. <laughs> but I think... The, one of the, one of the, this dovetails nicely into one of my favorite moments of the movie, which is I talked a lot about emotional vulnerability before, and well, Biscay has one of the most, like, compelling, nope. yet also harrowing moments of emotional vulnerability in the movie, where after he shows up, um, when Love Machine's, you know, on its, uh, done its rampage and everyone kind of knows what it is and, uh, but not like where it came from, he takes credit for it in front of the family and then approaches the, um, Kanae, like the the granny and and says like aren't you proud of me like I did, I did this for us like he's not making fun of her he's not speaking like down to her or whatever he's not doing a villain monologue he legitimately wants her approval
2: yes and that's like but he's so messed up that like he thinks he's gonna get it
1: <laughs> yeah like just the the fact that up until this point he's been so sarcastic and abrasive um he, like he that that moment of uh, of emotional honesty and vulnerability in front of the person who was his surrogate mother, like yeah, it's just so tragic because he's obviously so misguided and even possibly like deranged for thinking this was a good idea, but like he genuinely did do it for her, and that that knowledge, that notion that he caused so much damage to try to please her, is what causes her to try to murder him with a naginata <laughs> because she is <was> so ashamed. <laughs> that this is what he thought that she would want.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, it never explicitly, like, speaks to her... Sorry, the film always never really necessarily speaks to her, like, moral values other than, like, her notions of, like, family and so on and the importance of all that. But, like, yeah, it's very clear that, like, no, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why would you think I'd want an AI that could cause so much harm to people and so on? So it's, it's... uh, it does help that her like is quick to recognize when when a battle is going down and you know we can, maybe that maybe implies some things about her character and, and like her experiences um you know maybe not the maybe not the best attitude to have all the time in this case she's like quick to identify that yes this is a conflict that is important like she 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 catches on to the effect of love machine and its impact on Oz and so on she catches on to like, the true meaning of that a lot quicker than anyone else in the family bar like Kenji and well, not Kenji, uh, but bar like um, oh, what was going to say? Kazuma? Uh, Kenji and Kazma like, they're, 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 they're obviously the two that immediately know that this is bad news and then she's she, and like, Granny's then the second one to know like, oh we need to do something about this so it's it's great that like it paints a really rich picture of her and like the yeah the scene where she's confronted by what i was gay thinking hey i built this thing that could potentially like destroy people's lives and so on like but we're gonna make loads of money isn't that great like it's obviously
0: isn't that hype look at my wikipedia is, like... page grandma it's super cool <laughs> it's I'm pretty pop like, no doing? that was that was
1: like that was a contract it was a contract from the government
0: right yes, oh, okay right. i was like yeah yeah. I thought it was like some like Wikipedia page and I was like, why are you showing no' her your Wikipedia page
1: Goof. Yeah, no, like if you if you look closely, it, it's it's the terms of a contract that guarantees a very large amount of money to him for in exchange for Love Machine.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: That whole scene of Granny going at him with the Naginata, I popped off when we were watching it's, that. That was hype. It's yeah it's so good
1: and it's so beautifully animated too. Like it's a single long take of, of her chasing him across the room with this Naginata doing like very precise strikes while he like Yeah. Upends the entire dinner table, trying to avoid. She them. knew
0: what she was doing. Yeah,
1: and then like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then she holds it on his, up to his face and says, "Get on your feet, so you can die like a man." That
0: was,
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah,
0: she does not very, mess around.
2: Very, very fun scene. What, what a great character that the, the granny is. Like, like I was I don't upset know, like,
0: when they killed her. I'm like, I was like, no, you can't, you can't just kill granny off. I was upset. She was great. It makes,
2: she was so wonderful. It, it makes total sense. I like, I liked that they. I like thinking about this now in, in more in more detail, especially with um, you know Scrafty's point about uh, Wapsky and so on. It makes a good point of like implicitly showing that although she's got all these qualities and so on, like you know she understands the, the importance of family and so on, and that's rubbed off in some members in some ways. It's not quite, you know. The message of what that means and why that's important to so maybe hasn't rubbed off into the rest of the family, as she would have yeah. wanted it to. Like,
1: like Shota. So, so of is like a huge dickbag well, show, who shows a cop. Yeah. So whatever. yeah. Oh yeah, but like <laughs> you know. he, it, it, he's he's selfish, but he's selfish in a way where he acts like he's doing you a favor. Exactly. In, in, a sure. way, in that kind sure. of way. Like, like so not I find, I find fam- that to be interesting.
2: Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. Not everyone's gonna, in the family is going to be perfect. Obviously. I mean, is gays enough of an example of that but then yeah you have Shota and so on as well and then some of the other figures like um, it's uh, like the, the the one that Kenji mistakes for Granny at first uh, like some of those are a bit like abrasive but, like not really in a meaningful way like when Kenji says hey maybe we should stop Love Machine until he like before he like kills someone else's Granny and they're like shut the hell up <laughs> you know they have they have characters who are not like perfect by any means but I think yeah, like, then Granny needs to die for the plot to, like, progress with any meaning because she's by far the most put-together and, like, wise one of the group. Um, And, like, and also it kind of acts as, like, you know, she didn't manage to or wasn't able to, like, teach the rest of her family, like, about you know, togetherness and, and you know, pulling up, uh you know, get, get, getting on with things, but, like, knowing when to Relax and knowing when to like take action and so on. She wasn't able to teach her family that in her time, and so her time had to end. Like maybe you know you could read into that and say maybe that's it's like divine punishment sort of or karma for like her her failure. But regardless of whether you go down that route or not, she has to go away because she is too much of an asset, and like the family She's needs to powerful. come together and everyone yeah yeah they they spent all their time praying for Granny and she became too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she needed to be uh she needed to be taken out but um and also of course it's it goes back to the point like to an extent she was working as an individual like she was calling upon all these favors and so on but she was doing it herself and then she put herself in the spotlight similar to how Alan like, Kazma literally rages at the Love Machine he gets knocked away by his combined you know forces so Again, it's the, the method here is that like you know working as a unit will beat out working as an individual almost every single time, which you know, it, hey, you know, feel we to disagree with that message or not. I personally think it's pretty good, and and I think the film does a fantastic job of expressing it regardless of how you feel about it as a as a message. So
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. it's just
2: really the more I think about this film, the more these things keep popping out to me, and and that that's all you could hope for really from a from a from a piece of art really in my opinion yeah
0: i really love speaking on on that uh granny's like letter of like when natsuki finds that like should something happen to me like read this letter and it talks about like oh like like don't like feel feel like you need to like just cry and carry on like that would do you no good like make sure you sit and like eat a meal and like take your time to grieve and like be there for each other like that's such a like that's such a a good like emotional moment of like the way, like, that the family was working, of you know, like, okay, like, we gotta, come on, we gotta arrange this humongous waking funeral for her right now, like, no one's stopping, uh, cry while you're doing it, but just do it, and then, like, and then you obviously have all the stuff going on with, like, Love Machine and, uh, Kazuma and Kenji and the other family members who are part of that, and then the letter is found, like, when things are at that sort of, like, that calm point after, um, I, be- I believe it's, like, a right around, like, when king cosmos i can't remember 100 percent, so apologies but it's like that it's like okay like everyone sort of like sits like the timer is going like the timer is going before this probe hits like the earth like hits a nuclear plant but they still take that time to like actually like sit and like rest for a little bit and to eat and like to sort of like be there and i think i just think that's like really powerful of like yeah Of being able to, like, just, like, rest and sit and, like, be there as a family before you keep marching on.
1: And as a journalist, I can appreciate that message. (laughs) Because I also have to be reminded to take a moment and eat (laughs) and not stress (laughs) when I'm working on a deadline.
2: Yeah, that works you know that work-life balance <laughs> granny's all about that I guess. yeah <laughs> easy easy to say when you're 90 years old and long since retired but yeah granny said
0: i'm i'm uh i'm petitioning for four hour for for four work for four day work weeks uh six hour work days ubi granny said i want i want worse anime made by less people who are paid more <laughs> God,
2: that's the second time were you were you having us talk about Nia earlier when when Scrappy said I, I, like, yeah. I, I, a, I caught a little bit of it, but <laughs> okay, all right, perfect. Um, by the way, this has been a great antidote as for someone who's been like mainlining the new near well the the old new Nia game. This has been a great antidote for that for that game's bleakness. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate Summer Wars good vibes. <laughs> so anyway,
1: yeah, I think this this movie is it feels like this movie feels like um. In origami, made it of really pretty paper. Where, like, it looks pretty, and then you unfold it, and you recognize more of the beauty the more you unfold it, the more you examine it. Yeah, like, sure. It's, sure. It's good at first blush, but just, like, the more you discuss it, the more you kind of dig into the, the themes and the craft that went into making this film, like, the more, I think, your appreciation of it grows. It's one of those movies that literally gets better with time the more you understand it the more you appreciate it.
2: But also, you can oh, no. just, like, watch it as a, like... As a not like an action film, but like as a like a sort of like yeah. pop film and and it, still get a hell of a lot out of it because like,
1: like an ogre, it had layers,
2: yes, sure, parfait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, like this is a film. I mean, I, I've we've spoken a little bit about the visuals of this film, but even then, that's like an aspect which is hard for us to like properly demonstrate the quality of because of the you know, hey, it's podcast, it's audio, you know, obviously but like that's a, that's a whole aspect of the film which needs to be you know it's, it's a really nice looking film is what i'm trying to say <laughs> you know i'm not like an art art person i don't really know that kind of stuff too well but i know i know uh, i know pretty when i see it and this film's pretty so um i would uh, yeah i'd say that's another element that like another another layer that needs to be um, appreciated. This There's this gif that Sloane's posted in the chat, which is just uh, it's like the end is what we we're using earlier to talk about the different avatars, and it's of the end when um, Natsuke is in the in the uh, in the casino zone and uh, <laughs> casino night zone. Casino, casino night zone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then she's <laughs> she's uh, got like the because it's the Hanafuda game. It's the it's she got like the kind of um, that type of art in the background like the background is made up of like hanafuda style drawings like a like sunset
1: painting kind and
2: stuff yeah like very yeah, very traditional exactly. japanese art yeah and it looks amazing like it's just really really pretty so
0: yeah like the amount of styles like in that one gif alone of like different art is like <laughs> overwhelming yes
1: yeah the the way they just distinguish the this is something like that our organ did as well but this movie really refi- refined it um, the way that they they distinguish the real world scenes from the virtual world scenes, but the real world is muted colors. All of the lines have black outlines. Yes. In the virtual world, everything is a lot more pastel and vibrant, and all of the characters have red outlines, which really gives like a otherworldly feel to them. I, I, I really didn't love even that notice decision. the
0: red outlines thing. Wow.
1: It's yeah. It's so subtle. Like it. It yeah. adds a sense of of I guess intangibility and otherness to them without you know actually having to change the design at all. Definitely. Yeah. And you get that you get that really well uh, near the near the end as well, when, when Kenji's solving the final uh the final um equation he needs to, to crack the code um so he can stop Love Machine in his head because he doesn't have time to write it down. And the, during that shot of his eyes bugging out and like him thinking really hard, his his like the outline changes a bit as well. Oh, kind of, I didn't like, even notice that. Blur the line between him his physical form and the his his mind which is working on this problem. Uh to save the world and it's such a cool moment i love that so much
2: yeah i also like the cg use you know there, there, there might be cg in the in the quote-unquote real world sections i don't know but like the it's obviously it's, it seems like there's a lot of well it's fairly noticeable there's a lot of cg work in the in the in the oz world but yeah of course there is it's you know that makes perfect sense it's kind of like a nice the, the internet part of it and the fact that it's a game and the online and all that it's a great excuse to like throw in cg in there and it doesn't really age like it still looks really nice to be clear but like you know we could watch this film in 20 years and i think it would still look as good because it's completely appropriate for that setting
0: i mean our war game still looks good like even, yeah and considering that's exactly. a standard definition film uh, twenty year, twenty one something years later or whatever, that still looks good. So I mean, I have no doubt that Summer Wars
2: will age even better. Yeah, by yeah, no, being no an HD I mean, already, and also like having like five times the budget, no doubt. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's um, yeah, both two very impressive looking things, uh, films, and yeah, I think I think I think the the virtual world aspect grants it a lot of favors in that aspect, as opposed to like. Say, let me like, as as an example, like the Pokemon films, like, have some. If you go back and watch some of those earlier ones, there's some really dodgy CG in there at this point. (laughs) So, you know, maybe not aged as well. Uh, Go watch Pokemon Forever and and see some of the the Celebi, like, yawn ghost (laughs) things or whatever. Like, not yawn, but like Wicker Man type thing. The the
1: corrupted Celebi, too, like the big brown one, looks like a bunch of turds now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, it's not great. So, and you know, you know, obviously there's other examples from you know Western st- stuff as well. I think I feel like Atlantis was a film that had a fair bit of CG. I, I might be yeah, on like all of one. the all of
1: the vehicles anyway, and yeah. and monsters and that were all CG.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, there's good. There's there's good. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is that this had a um, what's the phrase? It had some help. In its in its uh, premise, to like UCG, but like I still think it looks good nonetheless. Uh, some some nice like cell shading type stuff being done in this film. Yeah, so I didn't really have much else to uh, cover on this, but I, I I mean I I adore this film to bits, and I did not know uh, if uh, either of you either you know Scruffy's having watched this film about twelve times, and or or have <laughs> having watched this film for the first time. If you had any other sort of comments or perspectives, you wanted to. Express. I
0: guess I'm just. I, I want to ask, uh, for each of us, favorite like scene off the top of your head, and favorite family member because uh, Natsuki's family is so big. <laughs> <laughs> corollary, uh, sure. corollary challenge is that uh, you don't choose Granny
2: or okay, Wabas. Right. I was gonna. I was wondering. I was wondering if you're gonna say that because I was. I was thinking it just is because otherwise it's that. gonna be Granny. <laughs> okay. So so Tom, let's start with you. Okay, I like. Um. Oh God, let me think about this. Um, I can't say Kasman either, I'm guessing because he's too he's too obvious. Um, yeah, you you can't say um, you have to
0: say like one of like the like the others, the side characters.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the characters I, are more uh, tertiary. I don't know why, but I like the t there's some, there's some like weird edge to the dude who like brings in the like military vehicle and he's like yeah um wait Ricci. what's your job what's your job and he basically says if i tell you i'll have to kill you well, more or less like <laughs> yeah. you know yeah it's, the it's that's so it's funny that... sinister vibes
1: he he's also very like effeminate in a fun way as well <laughs> like he's some of like hand gestures sure. and like very like i guess like feminine uh body language and i think like, there's something really fun about that <laughs> like the juxtaposition yeah. between him being this like Super hardcore, um, you know, Japanese self defense force, um, you know, uh, secret ops guy, and just how like when he's asked about that, like, where'd you get this stuff? He just kind of like, you know, very coyly puts a hand on his face and winks and says, "Oh, I have to tell you that I have to kill you."
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's It's, um, um, really good. Speaking speaking of that, I was thinking of the um, of the like the guy who's the doctor. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. See the problem is I'm not I'm trying I'm not trying to like
1: the guy, yeah Monsaku, uh Mansaku I think his name was
2: Yeah so he's he had like a when he's like when they're like around the dinner table and he's like drunk and saying like have you fucked it yet? Huh? huh? <laughs> Basically. Um he's got like a kind of like a camp thing going on. I can not tell if they were like going for him being like the like if he was like I don't think he's gay. Because he's like married to like the yeah, I mean, he's, he's got oh, multiple oh, oh, children. I like, remember really you he has multiple wives, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah a so anyway, he 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 kind of has. So you were talking about the effeminate uh, aspect of the of the of the army dude. <laughs> so like, I felt like the doctor had a similar vibe, but I think it might have just been him drunk off his ass, and that's what yeah. were, that's what they were going for. He's kind of like a semi-prominent character in that. Like he has that role of looking after, looking after granny's health and you know, obviously must mm-hmm. feel like shit for having missed her condition you know, having relied on Oz so much like that, that's a character like they could have spent more time with him looking at that kind of thing and it would have been neat, you know um, they could have got mm-hmm. some decent emotional mileage out of there but they don't, but you can kind of read between the lines anyway um, and also, you know, the, these side characters just by virtue of being older and so on Tend to just have a bit of more of a mature head in their shoulders than Kenji or Kazuma or Natsuki, so it kind of yeah. makes sense that maybe they just don't, you know, they don't need to explicitly say, "Oh my god, I can't believe I missed, I missed," her and China getting worse or whatever. So, so you know, it's <laughs> yeah, uh, it's
1: very, it, it's very downplayed. Yeah, like I love like how he even says like maybe you know maybe this is for the best that it happened peacefully.
2: Yeah. Oh, he does say that. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Like he's yeah he's he's very like realistic, just like how. That the the, the 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 framing of that scene where he's just kind of sitting um outside of her room like smoking a cigarette. We, I don't think we've seen him smoking up until that point in the movie. It's just it's such a sobering like visual.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's the doctor who smokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two thousand and nine. Come on. <laughs> the so, so Tom, what was your favorite scene then? Um. Have we done characters?
0: Does everyone done characters? Yeah, he, well, no. You... I was gonna, I was gonna say character and scene for each person. Oh, so. oh,
2: sure, sure, of course. Um, the, I don't know. That ending's pretty good. Um, the, uh, the countdown at the end. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, Soda is a master of that kind of. Well, I, I'd say he's a master, but I, I guess he's kind of just got this one scene that he's really good at. <laughs> but um, he's, um, you know, both in our war game and here, the tensions that he manages to ratchet up by like having this last minute. Like, it's just so good. Like, the whole... It, it gives the final cap on, like, the 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 personality, I suppose, of Love Machine, where he's just like a sore loser, and he's just like, well, fuck you guys, then. I'm just going to drop a probe on your house. <laughs> like, that's Screw great. Screw this that's family, rea-
1: specifically.
2: Yeah, there's, like, sudden realisation that, like, oh, he's... No, he's he's way more malicious than we thought. Um, And then, uh, they obviously, like, the cuts between the different uh, family members and, you know, Kenji's eyes bugging out, and, like... Uh, his, you know, him, him going to just do the math problems in his head is, is like, is like a, is like a huge like, what the hell kind of thing. Um, you have to, you have uh, King Ghidorah just punching uh, Love Machine right in the face and doing that devastating like, you know, scene that's just like reminiscent of like when Cell gets taking out, taking yeah. out of Dragon Ball.
1: You, you um, know, it's serious it's, business it's, when the anime villain gets the pencil style.
2: <laughs> yep. Exactly, so that that that's just hard to beat. Like the whole film is fantastic, and there's tons of like little scenes and so on. And, like the squid scene, I thought was really funny. Um, but uh, whether where he's just like saying, oh God, "I got all this squid, love this squid, love this squid <laughs> like, squid." Returns. But yeah, for dessert, more squid. <laughs> um, that was funny, but like <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it has to be the end, Like. It was great in our war game, and it's even better here. So, yeah. Okay then, Scrafty. What about you?
1: Um, I'm gonna give a special shout out to um, Yumi Jinowichi, the the uh, uh, baseball mom who's constantly watching her son play and like is willing to sit out the possible end of the world just so that she can cheer him on. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's dedication to your to your to your your uh, your son right there. <laughs> it's like there's a life or death situation going on, and instead of you know, watching the satellite plunge to Earth, you're you're out there cheering him on with your uh, granny's picture, so that he can yeah have her spirit uh, giving. That's his like blessing. the
2: one, like she is pretty much almost entirely dedicated to that baseball game for the most part. But then, like the one concession she makes is, oh, I've got to get granny's picture so she can watch as well. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. so, that's, so that's cute. That's cute. It's that's yeah. It's a
1: it's a she's a, she's a very funny character. Like I love, um, her constant like, gesticulating with the. Her little um, what do you call it? Like a loudspeaker or a, a like
0: a little type of thing? Like a little lamp. yeah, like yeah. a
1: little little plastic they horn thing? They, yeah. they put those
0: in Animal Crossing, a as noise well. maker type of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it it's always fun. Like when she's like gesturing with that or like hitting hitting people on the head with them when they try to tell her to stop watching the baseball game and, and help help the family. <laughs> yeah, she's fun. it's it's very fun. I, I like her as a character a lot. Yeah, what well, scene then? Um, so I was gonna say that Samory solves the math problems in his head because that's like the one I always return to the most, but since you've <laughs> you mentioned that already. Um I gotta give a special shout out to um the first uh King Cosmo versus Love Machine fight near the beginning of the movie. Yes. Cause just like the the horrific image of, of Love Machine devouring other avatars alive and then like metamorphosizing from this goofy looking Mickey Mouse thing to you know, basically a god. Like, he, there's so much Buddhist imagery in his second form between, like, the extended earlobes that are actually, like, audio jacks and the um, the huge, um, like, divine halos that are behind his back that show all the avatars he's absorbed. Um, it's just such, such a striking scene. Like, it makes you feel really intimidated right from the drop. And then when he... You have a similar situation. Uh, this is kind of this movie's equivalent to... Um, Ty hitting the computer too hard and causing a blue screen, <laughs> where um, Cosmo gets distracted for just one second by his his younger cousins, and that's all Love Machine needs to, to beat him down and, and, and yeah. kill him. It's it's great. I love that.
2: Yeah, I, I I I I said before the choreography in that scene is just spot on. So yeah, absolutely, big fan. Totally.
1: What about you Slam? So, so, your, your career best. Yes.
0: See I was gonna I was gonna say baseball mom for best character because she was like the most fun side character. Like she didn't want like help at all. She just wanted to sit there and watch a baseball with the kids. Like that was just so fun. <laughs> uh that's I gotta say I gotta say the uh the squid fishing uncle. Oh I, uh Monsuke, yeah. Yes, I his giant mustache and his like first pers- and then seeing his like little avatar, like the squid, who's like a like a, a ninja sensei. Yeah, a, a ninja sensei guy. Like, oh, that's so I love that. I, I,
1: have, I have special uh, affinity for that character just because he's um, he's voiced by a, a, an actor I really like, John Swayze. He, he like some okay. of his some of his roles and some of Funimation's dubs are just like so perfect. And he plays this character in this movie super well.
0: It's, it's really like, it, it, it's so good. Like the voice makes it totally. Cause he's just like this, like, like big, like, like gruff uncle with big mustache. And then you got the voice. Oh, it's perfect. And there's two scenes I really liked. The first was, um, like the, the, like the first dinner table scene, like where they introduce, um, Kenji, like not, that's, he introduces Kenji and everything. And they sort of like, have like that nice dinner. And then I really enjoyed like them like setting the trap of like uh, where they talk about like oh like when we we trapped them in the in the castle and it was all it was awesome and they they sort of like they sort of work on that and that's when like Oz becomes like all of, like the the ancient like uh, Japanese like houses and whatnot and they close mm-hmm. all the doors and then like the, the water is pouring in I thought that was just really like really cool like really like inventive
1: that that one shot like the the last door closing is Co- King Cosmo's closing it personally is really good. yeah.
0: Yeah, that those those are my favorites, I think. Yeah.
1: Those are those are both great picks. Yeah, this is... Honestly, like, this is a movie... I know we've already been talking for, for nearly two hours about this, but this is a movie I could talk for, like, six hours about. Like, there's, yeah. there's no limit to the amount of, like, things discussed in this film. And I, I really hope that more people... You know, not to say this is an underappreciated movie, because it is quite popular in the anime community. But if you're someone who doesn't usually watch anime and you're listening to this just because you like, like Digimon or whatever... Um, give this a look. Like I'm begging you, please watch this movie. It is so good. You will adore it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Agreed. I this is my first time watching it today, and I love it. And I would like to watch it again pretty soon. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, uh, I will. I will definitely break out the uh, the Blu-ray for this at some point. I try. Not, I try to make a point of like watching this like about once a year, just because it's got it's it's a great film to like watch once in a while, just because again there's there's like enough details in it. Uh, and it's just a fun watch. It's just a, it's just a fun ride. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Um, yeah, and again, shout out, shout out to the English dub, which is fantastic. Uh, I haven't watched it sub yet. Maybe I'll do that next time, um, but uh, I probably won't. To be honest, <laughs> I, I just like the dub that much. So um, <laughs> it's, a real, yeah. it's a really, it's a really good job. Shout outs, shout outs. Yeah, all, all the actors are great. I think I think uh, Granny's voice voice actor, who I'm just going to look up now, I think she particularly does a spot on job. At uh, at uh, at, at, at the role she plays, like it's it's kind of like a typical sort of voice for like an anime grandma,
1: but like it's not. That. I think she was actually like the actress was actually a like a. No, she, obviously she was she was ninety, but she was she was born like World War Two, I think. Like she's pretty old herself, so oh, wow. like, she embodies that experience really well.
2: Pam Dowaty, so yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look what she's she's been. That like, generally across the board, and a lot a lot of the people in this aren't. Um, I, mean, I don't recognize a lot of the names in to be honest. So it's, it's one of those dubs where it's kind of maybe it was just the time it came out, like in the late two thousands, but I don't know, like twenty ten, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, uh, I'm just looking through the uh, I think looking they're, for, uh, credit, they're all credits. They're now. all
1: veteran they're all veteran VAs, but like they're veteran VAs yeah. in uh in the sense that they're like they're they're not ones that are overused, I guess. They're like extremely uh refined professionals. <laughs> so like they're, yeah. they're the, the the big guns you bust <laughs> up for projects like this. It's not like so, the yeah. the
0: same, like, say, like, five, like, anime, like, whatever VAs you may get, like.
2: She was in Ping Pong, the animation, so I, I was, like, so I guess that's the kind of, maybe she, maybe she does the good shit, you know? <laughs>
1: if, um, yeah, I mean, like, if, if anyone, if anyone's listening and you're familiar with One Piece, she's, she's the voice of a big mom in One Piece as well.
2: Oh, uh, yes, I see that. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoy talking about this one this is fantastic and i yeah i think yeah we'll, we'll try and look for i think i think in terms of like digimon adjacent like non-digimon stuff there's not a lot to pick from this is like the biggest most notable work i would say that sort of sprung out of digimon but isn't actually a digimon thing yeah. um yeah If any others come up in the future we'll be sure to, we'll probably cover them no doubt when we fancy a break from those from those digital uh critters um even though this film has loads of digital critics anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we picked this because we wanted to to do a little something different, and you know, Mamoru Hosoda. It's basically our war game, but as I've learned, not really nearly as much as I would have thought. So, yeah. Good, good. It was a good time to to watch this for the first time with you both. I very much enjoyed it. My my favorite moment, actually, I should say was the moment where they were like, oh, like the US military is going to have a lot to answer to at the next United Nations thing. And I let out the loudest, like, (laughs) "ha" imaginable. Yes. That's more fantastical than Oz, quite frankly, or Love Machine. (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, you know.
1: The US government facing accountability.
0: Science fiction. But with that, (laughs) uh, Scrafty... Would you like to let us know where people could send uh, reader mail to as we get ready to gear up for our next series?
1: Yes, so uh, we're about to dive into our full season exploration of the venerated, the beloved, the incredibly powerful Digimon Tamers. And
2: oh, we're doing Tamers just, now. As sorry, I, sorry, sorry. With that with that build up, I thought we were going to do Frontier. I thought we were just going to skip to Frontier uh, with, with that build up, but uh, I guess we're doing Tamers. Okay, cool, awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we're, if if um, <laughs> sorry. if we're lucky, I'll be dead before we do Frontier. <laughs> so we have to sit through that. That's but, y- uh, <laughs> a little dark. I'm I'm joking. No, I just I'm not looking forward to Frontier. This is this is the um, the gorgeous and delightful calm before the storm. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this a lot, Uh, but if you've got any uh, questions or thoughts on this, as I'm aware many of you do, this is arguably the second best known uh, season of this series, other than the very first one, Uh, you can send us an email to diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. We will always be happy to receive any questions, uh, retrospectives, thoughts, um, etc. that you have on uh, any of the stuff we cover. And we have a lot to talk about with Tamers, so please don't hesitate to send us in uh whatever things you think might be relevant so that we can uh, discuss it with you because that's one of our favorite things to do in this podcast the reciprocal discussion we get between our our listeners and us. so let us know uh we will um i I think I can speak on behalf of all of us, we're super looking forward to covering this and we would love if you all went on that journey with us by sharing your thoughts as we go definitely, so it's no frontier um, but I, I am going to do great violence as soon as I hang up this call.
0: Okay, please, because I, I deserve it just for that. Sure. Um, with Scrafty. All right,
1: so with uh, with that being said, I guess we should move on to where we can find uh, each other, right?
0: Yeah, so Scrafty, let's start that off with you. Where could we find you? I am on
1: Twitter at Devil. Um For the past week or so, I've basically just been uh getting ready for my big move and as as the time when you hear this uh this podcast i will have probably just settled into my new place so fingers crossed knock on wood that all goes perfectly smoothly i've also um been sinking a lot of time into the new monster hunter update that just launched yesterday as of recording uh that is like a fantastic new addition to the game they added a ton of great stuff the game feels a lot more complete than it did before i I think i heard something uh someone said that the game was about 70 percent done when it launched just because of you know covid and fiscal uh responsibilities and whatever they had to release it not in the state they would like it to be released in and between this update and the next one it's finally going to feel like a 100 percent complete monster hunter game and um just like based on the sheer amount of of new content they added in this one free update i can definitely speak to that like they're Adding a ton of great stuff, like brand new monsters, uh, returning monsters, tons of new weapons and armor. Uh, they, they finally added layered armor, which means you can separate the cosmetic armor from your um, stat armor. Which I personally adore because all of my armor sets in this series always look like horrifying hodgepodges of mismatched, miscolored, <laughs> uh, like, over-designed armor sets. So I'm, I'm glad that they finally added this thing so that I don't have to look at my... Um, my waist uh armor clipping through my pants anymore <laughs> so that's that's basically what i've been up to but just monster hunter and, and packing for the most part um what about you son where can we find you what have you been up to hey it's
0: not it's not my turn yet
1: oh right i've my my mistake sorry uh for some reason i i forgot that we started with me tom what's where can we find you what have, <laughs> what have you been up to
2: I thought thought it was like um, you ignoring me after I mentioned Frontier, but okay. (laughs) No, no, sorry. For some Um, reason,
1: my brain thought that you'd start us off on this and (laughs) I was continuing I have a very poor short memory.
2: You might have been talking on this one, so no, I I understand. Um, No, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ColdManHot, where I'll be talking about, you know, the same old stuff I normally do, uh, video games, music, whatever. Um, And I have been playing uh, basically played through all of Route A on Nia Replicant, which is fantastic. Um as is known, but you know, I now know it fully because I never actually beats I never actually got that far in the original PS3 version of Nia, uh which I only got after Automata. So yeah, it's um it's been fun. It's been really good. Um really enjoyed it. Uh I think that's uh cleaned up that game really nicely in the ways that matter and left it alone in the ways that didn't need touching so that's great and um so yeah i'd recommend anyone playing that i'm gonna go through and try and get all the endings uh there's five in total so looking forward to that um i also uh beyond that not not much else i've been mean, just been um watching a lot of uh I'm still getting through bob's burgers which i'm enjoying a lot um really fun Um let's uh, show uh, rules I'm, yeah, it's really fun. A lot more wholesome than I was expecting. But like, um, it feels—it's nice to have something that is like—it feel that, that that is sort of it scratches the same itch as like classic Simpsons does, but like isn't just a carbon copy of it, and isn't just trying to be yeah. like edgy or whatever to get away from it. Oh god, even yeah, like I'm,
1: I'm so happy that that show's not edgy. Like it is some of the least edgy and most honest uh, comedy I've yeah. seen in a long time.
2: Yeah, like Family Guy and stuff like that was like the the the, the sort of uh, you know, hair apparent to The Simpsons at, at a point, but like I always found that to be really obnoxious in a lot of ways. And American, yeah, even American it was Dad, the catalyst. Was like, it it was kind of the catalyst for better. for
1: a lot of um the adult comedy landscape to shift towards being mean spirited and edgy, and and like yeah. in, in substitution for humor. So, yeah, Bob's Burgers feels like a very nice course correction. Where like there's still dark jokes and there's still adult humor, but it's not like it doesn't feel mean. Like, it never punches down or, you know, feels generally, like it's... Yeah. it's uh, generally, yeah. Like there, there are a couple, like, not-so-great episodes, but, like, for the vast majority, it's it's great.
2: Yeah, I, I, exactly. So that's been really fun. Um, I've been watching all of that, and there's, like, way more, you know, to watch still, so that's fun. Um, yeah, but not a lot else beyond that. Um, just trying to, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get through Nia, and then go back to, her, I don't know, about Hitman or something. <laughs> so um but yeah, no pl- plenty going on. I've got I've got tamers to watch now, so you know that's gonna that's uh that's gonna that's be part of list. my time, so I'm looking forward yeah, to we'll that. Have to, we'll have to actually yeah, exactly.
1: try out to try not to binge that one.
2: <laughs> yes, true. Yes, uh, I, will, I will try not to. Um Sloan, where can
0: we find you and what have you been up to? Uh, you can find me at Sloan Rosette. I have not been up to much. I'm still playing some of Luigi's Mansion 3, but I haven't had as much of a chance the past few days. I'm really liking that game still. Uh besides that where you up to? In, in uh, I got to I got I I got past the the gardener boss so ah that's incredible. that was a okay that was that was good that that caught me off guard for a bit because I was kind of confused but I the bosses are kind of puzzly in this game and I really I've really been enjoying it like once it clicks uh but yeah that's really all I've been up to I've been editing a bunch this week uh my my goal is to get these both done pretty quick because getting that second uh, dose of 5G soon enough and I know I'm going to be knocked on my butt completely for that so <laughs> well but soon I'm I f- but soon I will be be safe from all manners of digital viruses Diaboromon <laughs> has nothing on me
2: i am jealous at the uh, at the speed of the rollout of uh, of viruses uh, viruses got uh, vaccines <laughs> over there in the US it, to be fair, I mean like there's the also a speed of rollout with the viruses in the US <laughs> yeah, so you're so- not wrong <laughs> yes uh, sadly and so, same here to me to be fair uh, but yeah it's yeah. um it's good to see that and, and i am jealous because i would like my vaccine please please yeah, mr johnson can i can i have if there's one good vaccine, thing it's, it's just been how many
0: Ugh. vaccines they've been giving are there's handing them out like candy here so i if i could yeah. smuggle you both here to to get them i, I would put it in the post yeah
2: yeah yeah it sucks but you know it is what it is so we've got we've come this far yeah um you know we'll we'll uh what's a few more months or whatever anywho uh that's that's basically
0: been it um yeah i haven't been doing much i'm just editing trying to get these episodes out uh so i think that's about to do it for this week uh this was a fun episode i really enjoyed this i'm really glad we got to do this because i know i want to do it at some point but i'm really glad that we got to watch this together and then just record basically right after so that was a lot of fun yeah it's fun the group watch
2: is fun yeah uh, i'm glad I got to do it this first one Yeah. same here yeah. yeah this is this
1: i adore this movie and i adore like i always love the privilege of being in the same room like so to speak, like being a, a fly on the wall, hearing someone explore this movie for the first time. So,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's something I've missed. Uh, well, I think we've all a lot of people have missed. Um, so this was this was fun. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, cool.
0: So we are going to be taking a brief bit of time off before we hit Tamers. Just some stuff going on, so we aren't going to have as much of a chance to to record. Which is also why we're recording uh, this episode so soon, as opposed to our normal recording time. Uh, as you may or may not t- uh, be able to tell by a uh, scrappy saying of after this is the day after this recording we're recording this on a wednesday right after the uh monster hunter Rise update dropped yeah. so yeah we're really we're really we're really squishing this in but uh we will get back to you all soon enough uh with episode one of digimon tamers we're covering one episode to just sort of like you know like really really get into tamers as a whole Uh, like the origins our experiences whatnot because after our first episode of zero two where we crammed in a lot which honestly we've gotten far bigger episodes than we did since since that day but we want to we want to focus it a bit so that way we can really start off our foundation in tamers strong and then keep going from there so episode one of tamers will be soon enough uh, but this was the nova cast and thank you for listening
1: thanks everyone
0: thank you everyone